0: Welcome to a very special episode of this podcast. We like to call the Purpurry Podcast. Pick of the Pur Pops. Yes, people, that good old sex tubal p is coming for you with me as ever. I have uh, David Forrest and Daniel. How are you doing, guys? Evening. Hi, I am alright. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've just
1: watched my football team win a cup, or i in one of in a very very boring final marked mainly by the um, intransigence of a young uh, of, of a young keeper towards his manager, uh, which will no doubt be the. Uh, the, uh, the feast of the uh the terrible football journalist of the world tomorrow. We won a cup, so yeah, I'm pretty good. Got a bottle of wine. Um so this could descend pretty quickly. You're all welcome to a very public experiment. It, you know, I mean, as Brian Clough once said, It's the League Cup, John. I don't keep those medals above my TV. I,
0: is this the quickest we've ever talked about football on the podcast? And that includes the episodes we did about football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> quite
0: quite possibly,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 But it's we should let view it's a Sunday and I've just watched the um what I used to call the League Cup Final, which is now called the Carabao Cup Final, at the auspices of someone that invented some energy drink in
0: Thailand. Yeah. OK, so the uh, the conceit of this episode, if you will, is that when I say pick of the poor Pops, God love saying that, um, I don't mean the best uh, entrance themes. What I mean is we are going to be covering, as promised at the end of the last episode, uh, CD singles released by beloved uh, Pura wrestlers. um. Although there are some, there are some very good uh, themes out there. Uh, just quickly, guys, what, what, what are your favourites?
1: Casting
0: <laughs> <laughs> words, perfect, Daniel. Yeah, basically, that's basically right, isn't it? Yeah, casting in a way.
2: Yep, that's the one. Uh, I enjoy uh Liger theme, obviously. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and obviously Masaws. That's always a good show. Well, I mean, considering
0: that opens the episode, you would think like we yeah. were somewhat fond of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with Sasaki's Case. at the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely bangers uh, to a, to All me. bangers. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, a lot better than the landfill stuff that you get from uh, them up north. <laughs> shall we say? Yes. <laughs> ca- yes. Ness Pro Wrestling. I'm shouting you out.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how how do you like us now, Beric Grappling Association?
0: Hey, you leave the BGA out of this. There's nothing with well. your
1: with your with your ill sugar daddy.
0: <laughs> um, I I I really like uh, Yoshihiro Takiyama's theme. Like, n- not so much as like yeah. a piece of uh, actually, yeah, it's got a pretty banging guitar solo, but like the very heavy beat of it, like makes you. It's appropriate to the performer, which you can't necessarily say for all Burro themes. Like, would what, what
1: you say George? It's evocative. It's evocative of his gait. I
0: think. I think you would. I mean, my example of like, well, you've you've just said like a Minoru is. Suzuki's theme, where basically he's just like, I like this song. I think I'll make it my entrance, and that, that was that was that's all the rationale that went <laughs> into it.
1: No, yeah, but it that, it now just fits perfectly somehow through like accumulated folklore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, one of the most dispiriting wrestling experiences of my life was uh, seeing uh, a what culture pro wrestling show. I mean I, couldn't, I, mean, you I could You could just stop there but uh, where they did Minoru Suzuki versus Joe Coffey and I was the only person oh my in God, my why? section no, why? <laughs> the why? only person in my section to sing along with the Kaze Nina Ray. and uh, it just, I mean, bear in uh, mind these are the same people who when they announced Old Desperado would be coming with like half the YouTube commenters thought it was Pentagon Junior so like this is <laughs> the um, sort of moral maze you were up against.
1: Am I right in thinking and this is a, a, a big rewind to something from a previous show that uh, deep cut hardcore listeners will understand, but were you in the place that I once designated as the place that uh, pensioners from Manchester go to die?
0: Altrincham, yeah, that was it. Yeah, Were you in the ice rink?
1: Because that's the only thing that's not... The Silver Blade Ice North.
0: Arena, yes, I was. Of yes, you were, Of course you were. Heady day. Cold, cold like the grave they're bound for. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I actually have a thing
1: for quite a lot of the... Um, kind of really hyperactive like anime influenced like uh kind of like superhero-y kind of um themes you often get in like dragon gate and stuff like um, oh yeah i remember right. like akira tozawa had some like it was like a really bad like it sounded like a really bad like pop punk song by like some like japanese pop punk band but it kind of fitted his character because he was just this like big stupid like gurning like you know kind of thing
2: yeah actually you know who know who i my, probably my favorite purefusion uh naomichi marafuji um, oh yeah! Here we go. Yeah. Uh, was it? Was it somebody in our group was like off their bin in a club and it came on? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, "What? I, what you say it was Jackson?" But like, I mean, somebody it was in a was, club. Let's be honest. Yeah, and like that, came yeah. on a club, and he's just like, "This is the greatest moment of all oh, time." There, but, yeah. there was a
0: guy in. Um, I don't know who it was. This was like over a decade ago, but there was a guy in DDT who used to come out to "Don't Call Me White" by NoFX. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no idea why. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Absolute scenes. Um, i would explain uh, uh,
1: that song to be honest. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jumbo Saruta's theme. Like he had a few, but there's one simply called "J," which oh, has that's like uh, it's really. I've tried to, I tried. I because I've I've got a grade eight in trumpet. Tried playing it once. It's so fucking hard. Is that the one? <laughs> like that sounds- I cannot do it.
1: It sounds like someone kind of like swaggering into a bar and they could be a cowboy or they could be like a smoothie. It's kind of like both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. both. Yeah.
2: I would, I would like to say um, this is going to be a rough night for any uh, podcast listeners to play the Pure Brewery podcast drinking game where you take a shot every time George mentions that you can play a song on an instrument. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're, you're going to be fucking bent by the end I'm of the already drunk because of that. Uh,
1: Eight times he's mentioned the bassoon <laughs> so far. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I mean, actually, this is like going to uh, something I did want to talk about, like a, a sort of one of the reasons we're doing this uh, ep- episode is that we're, you know, we're all musicians and, and all like into our <laughs> music. And just, I, look, I, I say, I say, like you two guys are like both sort of recording acts. I see. I get. I. I
2: would say I get mistaken for another band yesterday, and I was so proud because he was thinking of me, but he thought of the wrong band and it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "So excuse me, uh, my friend is in a band called Insufferable," and he said, "Excuse me, are you Insufferable?" I was like, "A lot of people say that about me, but I'm not the
0: guy you're thinking <laughs> uh, of." Very good.
1: <laughs> I was so happy. was like,
0: "Sell oh, that so line cool. to Radio Yeah. <laughs> <four. laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just to be described as a musician is absolutely hilarious. Like I'm just like, wondering if people are going to listen to my music now mean. and be like, guys, come on.
0: To be fair, I'm the only person okay. who doesn't have like music to hawk at the end of our episodes. Well,
2: you are also the only person who can play an instrument <laughs> on this podcast. To make of <laughs> that what you will.
0: <laughs> well, I, I didn't make that many recordings, sadly, in my time as a uh, third trumpet in the Exeter University Symphony Orchestra. So, like...
2: You're basically at like the JWA. There's just no footage left of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a few tapes of incapacitants, and that was it. Really, it
0: didn't do much. Uh... I I've have also like um, rather shamefully been uh, in uh, two separate scar bands, which included a pun on the word scar in the title, and like I mean, I I would
2: I see if you'd said instead of scar band, you'd said war crimes trial, I'd have probably fought <laughs> more of you.
0: Look at luck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look. I'm a, I, I'm an adult now, and I I know that like Scar is generally agreed to be a, a bad genre of music, and that's fine. People are allowed to be wrong. All I'm saying is I, that I, I had a very nice time. I, when I always I was think of
1: your your Scar past coming out and your Scar um, uh, continuity and revisionism um, as being very much of um, kind of the inverse of uh, Michael Winner with the Lesbians on Richard Littlejohn. Um, it's. Uh...
0: You mentioned that an alarming amount on this show. <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to make a new thing. I'm just trying to shoehorn this into as many episodes as possible. Well. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, no, that's
2: another shot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. David, do you know what your, your love of Torriano reminds me of? It reminds me very much of the inverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's going to be a good, it's be a good episode, I can feel. <laughs> the inverse of Michael Winner. Uh, Michael Loser, surely. You can have, you can have that one for free. <laughs> Take that to the fucking bank. Um
2: That's enough that's enough Elgin chat for today. Scaving <laughs> <Oh-ho! laughs> yeah, yeah, get the cinder cream out for the burns.
0: This is one elgin I'll send back to fucking Greece. <laughs> Um, so b- before we embark upon this uh, Just a uh, special thank you to the uh, YouTube channel Records of the Wrestling World From which we have uh, filched a lot of uh, this stuff There's quite a lot of like really good uh, stuff on there A lot of it uh, Pura related as well uh, Sadly doesn't have the greatest wrestling song of all time Which is of course Why Can't the Children Play in School by Michael P.S.A.s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because of people like you Michael Because of people like you <laughs> Standing outside the school gates with your hair all greasy, so You can get it through the regular. It's Ma-
0: Ma- Ma- Michael Hayes posing, reclining on the front cover of his uh, album with his sexy Confederate flag.
1: Uh, ultimate Wag
0: Is fantasy. there any
2: Confederate flag that's not a sexy Confederate flag? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, It's a kink.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I, I'm sadly ashamed it that is.
2: <laughs> this has been a disaster already.
1: You were expecting anything else? The only thing we've reviewed is Michael Hayes racism. We should. Uh,
2: the, the, this is um, this is at the time my dad's friend. My dad once found it. He, he found out uh, his friend was in the paper because he'd run a rampage with a bus. Ran <laughs> a
1: rampage? Did you not wait?
2: You it? Yeah, he went a rampage. He was a bus driver, and he just went med- <laughs> did, did he
1: kill people? Or
2: shit? Like. No, 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 nobody was killed, but there was passengers, <laughs> um, and he was, like, going over roundabouts and stuff like that, like, I said, like, not going round, I going over them, but it was just my dad, um, sitting, sitting there going, Steph, <laughs> and I just looked in the paper, and it was, like, this man has been, uh, uh, like, in court for, like, having a rampage in a bus. It very much has the hurtling, hurtling trajectory of this fucking podcast. I
0: think it was called The Podcast That Couldn't Slow Down. The,
2: the
1: only, yeah, the only question is who's going to have the Michael Douglas in falling down moment first.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my money's on David, because I'm quite relaxed.
2: Place your bets now. Remember when the, the fun stops, stop.
0: <laughs> I think you'll find it's called Michael Douglas taking a bump in the, uh, the industry. <laughs> so... Uh, So basically the format of this, David suggested the format, is that we do it like a sort of a chart rundown, a a top 10. And I thought that was a really good idea, although it does open the floodgates to quite a lot of Jimmy Savile jokes. So I think let's just get them out of our system right now. Okay, so three, two, one, go.
2: That was only the first Octopus. Like, the, the idea behind this is that um, it, I was thinking about my lord and saviour, um, great, our great leader, um, Dale uh, Winton, you who know, used to present Pick of the Pops on Radio 2 every Saturday. He used to listen oh, to yeah, all yeah. the time. Um, absolute banger for sure. R.I.P. Deal, Miss you. Um, but we thought we'd take the... Uh, we, we'd take the. Um, sorry, you just reminded me of a guy in Hell's Kitchen who does it every time he does not get eliminated this year. <laughs> He's quite... <laughs> <laughs> I just, doing, oh, I just, I just want to thank God, I just want to thank God. It is literally does the sign of the cross, is says, oh, Ma- Madre Padre, all, all that, and this oh, Christ, sorry, you just made it. But um, yeah, um, yeah, Picker of the Pops, just, you know, the top 10, see what the top 10 chart bangers um, are um, in Puro. Um, I'm sure this is going to open the floodgates as well to thousands and thousands of people going, Actually, you missed out fucking Shinya Hashimoto's EDM vinyl, Um, you know, that he released yeah. in 99. You know, why was that <laughs> not in the top ten?
1: I think you'll find the No Mercy theme that Kenton made is actually of a piece with lots of fontology recordings at the time. It sounds just like the advisory circle. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are, we are of course, going to put a whole lot of love over this, uh, aren't we?
2: Yeah, yeah, um, mm. exactly. But uh, what's I
1: have got a whole lot of love into everything I do, George, but,
2: and about you. But the, yeah, but the good thing about it as well is, that, as you said, like, like even though I mean, musicians is a stretch, we are all involved in the you know in the our, our local music scenes. We've all played in bands. We've all you know got various gigs. I've put on gigs in the past. You know, all all of my friends are musicians now. I'm kind of surrounded by it. So yeah, it's a big passion for I think all three of us. So, uh, yeah, and um, we do have some disparate tastes, so um, it will be it will be good to see what we think.
1: Yeah, in fact, me and you, David, met like before we even knew about I think each other's wrestling love was uh, as we did on a previous show was like through music first, I think. So
0: yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing to do. Okay, so uh, with that in mind, Jimmy Page, take it away, you big pedo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just constantly hearing music from Robbie
0: Williams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i got a whole lot of federal violations <laughs> Okay so So just while I'm talking about the uh, Just housekeeping So just uh, have it playing <laughs> like um, While I'm talking have about you
1: dropped your fag? Ah <laughs> uh, it's gone down the bed <laughs> I'm, <laughs> never getting, I'm never getting that back I'm never getting
0: that back <laughs> Dan, If you fucking burn sure. yourself to death during an episode We're still releasing it No again. no no
2: it's not, <laughs> I it's <can't>. not on <laughs> I can't wait we would get to like number four and then suddenly I would just like flames rising <laughs> or just like smoke inhalation.
1: Uh, Typical. Sorry. Um where were we? <laughs> Was it lit? No. No, 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 no. Right, okay. that's, the, that's the upsetting thing. It was so close. It was lit
0: as fuck. <laughs> I might be in a minute. So uh, yeah, we're gonna. So basically, just uh, have this sort of like while I'm talking about dropping out of the top ten.
2: You don't know. I'm gonna just put that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yes,
0: yes, yeah, so we'll, okay, we'll do go,
2: that.
0: Okay. And dropping out of the top 10 this week, we have the sensational Intelligent Destroyer with his cover of the Christmas classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The festive sales slump beginning to bite there. Also, every single track on the Hulk Hogan Ichiban album has been disqualified because it was uh, emerged that Hulk Hogan did not in fact do any of the work on these records. I know, big shocker. The All Japan Supergroup, the three pillars of Mitsuhari Misawa, Kenta Kobashi and Toshiaki Kawada with Shake Shake falling all the way down to number 96. But that song's all about... The uh, the uh, dance routine, anyway, isn't it, fellas? And also Antonio Nokia's entrance theme, which I don't know the name of, but it has the exact same chord sequences as "Fly Me to the Moon" for reasons I can't even begin to fathom.
2: And now it's an OK Bombay, fucking hell, George. <laughs> I mean, we are meant to be a pure podcast and you don't even know Antonio Inoki's fucking theme tune name
0: George
1: you
2: see, it who off. is
1: George my name is Rex Haberdasher <laughs> 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 Rex Haberdasher consigned to the dustbin of history annihilated by the official Labour Party machine <laughs> <laughs> another
0: defection to the independent group <laughs> and now coming in at number 10 we, we have the beauty pair with Kake Session When we did episodes 11 and 12, we talked about AJW in the 80s. And part of what made uh, women's wrestling unique in Japan at the time was the fact that there was uh, certainly in the 70s, there's a bit more of a, a variety show feel to it. You know, they were not just wrestlers but they were also pop stars the weekly show which was an hour long you'd have a song and then a wrestling match and then another song and then a wrestling match and then another song so the wrestling was kind of like the filling and the songs were the bread and uh... that's
2: that's basically um my ideal wrestling promotion
0: not really <laughs> <lying>. <laughs> well has there been a wrestling
2: musical um you'd think it's some sort of american shitty indie well, would have done a ton like, some, like not
1: i don't know, know massively well but like i'm sure I know, been, japan, been
2: done. I know big japan did romeo and juliet i know it's not a musical they, but it was kind of a they, they did like
0: multiple shakespeare plays actually in like yeah. a wrestling uh form i need to i need to like find one of those shows out and see if i can ascertain like which play they're doing because it might not be immediately apparent
2: they, they all change their names there's like Makushio kobayashi and stuff like that and like uh just shit like that. Um, oh, although I that's I, I do really just want a wrestling pantomime. Why have like Brian Dixon and ASW not fucking put on a wrestling pantomime? Man? I mean
1: be- <laughs> I mean they, they, you could argue that their entire booking process for years has been wrestling pantomime, really.
0: <laughs> oh no it isn't daddy. Hey, very good. Hey. Um but uh I mean uh, women's wrestling at the time was a sort of mass cultural phenomenon and uh, the top stars were as well as um, doing you know, 300 days a year in ring they were also going on concert tours like in between <laughs> the wrestling shows but it, it really was big I think we mentioned this before in episode 11 but uh, wrestling was business wise a little bit of a down patch in the 70s uh, there was only three shows sold out to Budokan Hall uh, one of them the main event was and Barber teaming up for the first time in years as a show meant to honour uh, Rikidozan and uh, there was also the famous Antonio Noki versus Muhammad Ali debacle. And the third show oh, that yeah. sold out, Budokan, was uh, the beauty pair of uh, Jackie Sato and Maki Ueda, whose song you just heard a little bit of there, facing off against each other in an hour-long draw. So only three shows sold out, Budokan, that year. One of them wasn't really wrestling at all, and you know, one of them was, was women's wrestling. And that, I think, just goes to show quite how big a deal this was. But, yeah, like I say, there were also uh, singers, as well as wrestlers, so uh, yeah, let's get back in. Uh, get into it. What do we? What do we think of this song? I mean,
2: uh, I was going to say like, the beauty pair, you know, here in at number ten, they get that customary bounce up the charts that happens when you do win the Eurovision Song Contest, and you know, <laughs> nineteen seventy seven is no uh, exception to this rule. As the pride of Switzerland, the beauty pair come out <laughs> roaring into the charts. Um, This is just total 70s Eurovision Um, It really is It's Eurovision fodder, isn't it Uh, It's real like yeah Yeah but it's a dark ages Eurovision Like you know it's it's very Game camp and stuff like that but this is a Sort of you know it's in a dusky um, Concert hall full of fag smoke Um, You know Franco's rigging the Vote you know One of those ones There's a live symphony uh, orchestra
0: and they're only used for about three songs
2: yeah, exactly. One of which was not needed at all. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's, it's a good song. I like the the guitar. The uh, I'm sorry, I'm terrible at guitar. I like the bends, the wow, you know. Yeah, it's like, a bit
1: weird like, I good. I, like I, I made note of this as well. It's got some lovely effect, emotionally effective bends.
2: Yeah. um... The best, yeah. the best bends I've ever seen since that time I went scuba
0: diving. <laughs> hey, there I mean, yeah, it's some real funky shit. It's got this sort of, in the same way as Jumbo Saruda's Steve, it's got this real seventies cop show uh, vibe to it. You imagine the beauty pair of sort there, of Japanese. There will be a lot of this. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> imagine it was a sort of Japanese Cagney and Lacey. Yeah,
1: yeah. it was the first of many um, songs that we we will be sort of discussing um, um, on this episode that I felt could have feasibly been in several of my different favourite genres of Japanese cinema at some point <laughs> over the credits but, uh, yeah. it, it, it could have been in like a Takeshi Kitano like piece about a slightly repressed kind of like gangster who like finds his um his avenue of like articulate uh, sort ofness through something else or it could have been like in the romance or they've got mm. this like real attachment to the culture in fact
0: that actually gets it in Zatoichi Yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Imagine. there's a fucking weird dance <laughs> sequence at the end of that film for no conceivable well, reason. Uh, it's
1: not beyond, yeah, you know, it's not beyond that. I think, But yeah, no, you're right to mention, like, um, sort of like it. Yeah, it's got like a heist, a, a glamorous heist kind of feel to it as well. Yeah, like you know, yeah. like um, it's a bit, wow. kind of, you know, yeah,
0: and like solos, solos all over the shop. Like, there's a, a pretty cool trumpet solo. Um, I think it's, yeah. sort, I think that's kind of where the uh, the song peaks. Um, also, are they like, are they singing Beauty Pair at the start? like I in English are. at the yeah. song I think cause... I think I thought they
1: were but I wasn't sure if it was like a trick of just me knowing that they were no I, th- I think thinking. I think
0: they are is that kind of their signature you know how like uh, Lil John? Um... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lil John I fucking love Lil Jon <laughs> f- Lil Jon's amazing he's made a lot of money from jumping around shouting his own name
2: he'd be the worst person to ever get in a call now hi there can I tell
0: you name? All, right! All, all right Lil Jon you're doing a job I'm I'm, I'm, I'm
2: just waiting for the just waiting for the sessions to order. up okay
0: we're not going to talk about Lil John on the on the podcast that's good um, I think there's, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's also the um I, I, I think my main issue with this song uh, is that uh, this is this isn't to do with the song this is kind of a book bear of mine it's like you know when a song fades out it's like, just admit that, like, you didn't know how to finish the song and you couldn't be asked.
1: I, I think there are there are times when I will allow it. Like, I think, I could be wrong in saying this, but I think, doesn't uh, motorcycle emptiness by the Manics fade out like that? And that's kind of perfect because it's just like this endless retreat into, like, you know, this, like, the, the, the endless riff that connects you to the emotion of the song and that you want to get lost in forever. This is a slightly less emotionally appealing <laughs> bit of music to me, personally. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, I've never been a Japanese schoolgirl, and I have been a weird Manics fan.
0: <laughs> by, by the way, look, can I just confirm because, like, I, something with you guys? Because, like, I swear I'm not going crazy. Okay, people pronounce it usually the Manic Street Preachers, yeah? Right, yeah. Why? Surely, surely it should be the Manic Street Preachers. Like, not <laughs> this shit. Because I've like I've seen lots of manic street preachers. I've never seen a place called Manic Street which had preachers on it. Like, am I wrong? Well,
1: you are, I've obviously never visited, visited any of the no-go zones in the UK that are completely controlled by these <laughs> kind of hardline preachers, George. Uh, <laughs> in Places like Birmingham and uh, London. Uh, the yeah, the, the Caliphate of Tower Hamlets ring a bell.
0: Um, <laughs> the. Uh... The, the the thing of the thing about like uh, the thing about uh, these songs is like if you're actually performing them live then you have to think of an ending because like, I I've been like three separate bands which have done fucking Sultans of swing and like there's there's no, <laughs> oh, no. there's no good way to end ah, that song yeah, with... yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> You can't just
0: go I mean we almost we practically did that it is like right just Finish on the last chord and let's just Fucking patch it Oh, like,
1: uh, Dire Straits done by a Scar cover band is
0: like A special kind of <laughs> This wasn't a Scar band, none of these were Scar bands I, I do have a live outside Scar you know George.
2: Stop trying to retcon yourself <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Yeah I, I've i seen the, I've seen a live fade out done once By like I saw uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash Playing Guinevere and they kind of Just like got quieter and then finished And it was just really fucking weird
2: This also breaks the cardinal rule where if you have this as a a theme song, you can't have a wrestling theme song that has a fade out. Because the whole point is, is it needs to be continuous. It needs to be a loop, yeah. so that like if you if you do an Iron Sheik at WrestleMania seventeen, it's not going to be you sitting waddling out for two and a half minutes in silence. Yeah, and it
0: needs to be like a certain. It needs to be a certain length. Like um, Mr. Perfect's theme was about a minute long, and then it just it just built to a crescendo when he'd like finish doing his entrance, and then it'd just start again at the beginning while he sort of awkwardly waited for his opponent to enter.
1: That's what you want. Like, you know, cheeseburgers theme's only one
0: minute fifty. I mean, come on. Right. Mr. Mr Sean Stasiak. Um so uh
2: Oh yeah, um I wanted to introduce um I found it a bit hard to tangibly put my my feelings about these songs like, in order as to which ones are my favourite. I mean we all know what our favourite is. You, if you've ever literally read our Twitter, you yeah, know what yeah, one yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. But, we don't to say. Um I thought, you know what, I need some sort of tangible scare, so I came up with the Finnish metal scale, right? Oh yes. Just, now the idea behind this is, um, I I am obviously a big metal metalhead. Um, I'm into my extreme metal and stuff like that. But I, I do like a bit of the cheese. I'm I'm not gonna lie. You, you know those those secret days where you you sit and just listening to like German power metal bands for like four hours. Um, and it's you. just like and then uh, yeah, and then it, that, that's you associate for six months. So that's me. I have that secret passion. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Uh, but I thought, how my my general basis on how good a song is, how good would it be if a Finnish speed slash power metal band covered it? So the absolute <laughs> apex of this is Runaway by the Real McCoy, which I think would be an incredible by a Finnish metal band. Uh, listen yeah. to it and just visualize that on the stage at Vacuum It'd be great. So I, I I have a one to ten scale of how good this would be to be covered by like a cheesy Finnish metal band. Your Sonata Arctica's, your two Asses. All that, um, so this got a five because it's got the guitar bends which I love, and it's got some good solos and stuff like that. But I mean, it is you know like all I'm saying is Luxembourg were robbed. Um, they they should have won, uh, but alas, the beauty pair won the Eurovision Song Contest in 1977. It's a it's a it's a start. It's a hard five, you know. It's down down the middle. Uh, to start with, but there will be varying contrasts of scales. But I thought we will use it as a tantrum. Okay,
1: good no, story. that's that, that's good. I look I look forward to this. Um, I had a very less thought out idea, which was actually related to um the um the ratings. So obviously, uh, as some of you may know, who have listened to this podcast for quite a long time, I used to very briefly try to I didn't really uh it, it wasn't uh, feasible, but tried to make a living from writing about music. So. In true tradition of being a wanker, kind of like a sub uh, wire magazine, like a pretentious shithawk <laughs> that wants to try and like you know make writing all about him and not the music. Um, I'm going to create a series of overblown, stupid micro genre titles for each of these uh, <laughs> these tracks. Um, this first one, I think I'm going to go for um pseudo exploitation mall pop, um, which is um, a little bit related to um kind of a mall core. Um, and a Mole Wave, which is uh, going around at the moment, which uh, is a kind of, um, you know, a, 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 a pristinely utopian to the point of dystopian take on the alienation of man as outlined by Marx. Yeah, okay,
2: good. <laughs> I love this there. I love the that you just turned and stared at the dishes. Funnily enough, I am fairly certain I read some of your work before I ever knew you. because I, I was buying the magazines. I was really influenced
1: by loads of shite then. It was embarrassing. I, was, I, I thought Duluth Oh, was so doing. was
2: I. Well, why have you not? Why have you not given this Monocan fucking Black Metal band one star? Like they're clearly five stars, even though all the stuff was recorded in fucking Windows Movie Maker. Um, <laughs> uh, but Yeah. Like, oh, I am fairly certain because I used to. I used to go to Avalanche and I buy like Rock and all that and all those sort of magazines. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I read some of your stuff and just never knew it. Yeah, Who is this prick? Yeah, me? yeah.
1: He's getting sent every single Spectrum Spools release ever. I'm sure he must like music other than synth.
0: So, coming in at number nine, that favourite son of the Grand Ole Opry, it's Jumbo Saruto with Don't Say Goodbye. So, uh, Jumbo Saruto uh, likes himself a bit of country, doesn't he, lads? <laughs> oh, yes, he does indeed. Uh... This, this is not the kind of song you would imagine uh, a man called Jumbo would uh, record. Um, clearly influenced by fellow All Japan wrestler Terry Funk in his love of, con- of country music. But
1: partially trained by Dory Funk Jr., am I not wrong, at one point. Um When he was, yeah, was yeah. seasoned in America, so is that not the link there, maybe? I could be wrong
0: maybe. Yeah, it might be. I mean, this was like J- Jumbo was like clearly like into his music because he used to do the. I've seen pictures. Of, actually, if you don't follow uh, Yujisuri to his son on Twitter, oh, it's great. like, like, like uh, w- well worth a uh, well worth a follow because he's uh, got lots of Well,
2: I I messaged Saruto about this uh, to get his take on this. He uh, didn't reply. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Unblock us, Blockers
1: Kenny Omega know, you that. coward.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, but I was—you uh, know what? Uh, we we all—you uh, just wrote as great. Although I felt bad because I was like, if if you if your father had passed away, right, and then somebody like ten years down the line going, oh, here's here's a, a track of your father soulfully singing, you know, like don't say goodbye. You'd probably well up, and I'm like, I've probably come yeah, in that emotional state. So, fair play, he didn't reply, yeah. but you know, afterwards, I was like, I probably shouldn't have done this, but you know. I mean, yeah, uh,
0: he 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 used to do like uh, Jumbo used to do like acoustic set to bars, just him and his guitar. So, like, this is cre- clearly like a passion project for him, something he really uh liked doing. Um, I I like this song because. Um, it doesn't pretend to be anything it's not. It's it's a bit like you know you've got the harmonised guitars at the start. You know we're in the country, baby. Um, it's like those uh, Eagles songs. The Eagles they've got about seventeen guitarists, and none of th- <laughs> none of them are allowed to play a, a melody without a guy doing the same thing a third above or below or both. Oh, the Eagles. <laughs> why? Why? Um, and there's flutes in it, which is nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Really. Right. Um, I, I, I always have a good bit of foot. Actually, I meant to tell you. Uh, remember, I, 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 went to um, I went to a prog gig last night. Oh, um, yeah, at Western Scotland Cricket Club. Was it on ice? The, the first. It was on ice. Sadly, not no. But um, it was held at the the site of the first ever international football match. So it was a great piece of trivia. Uh, but it was good fun. But the 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 band I went to see. Uh, the drummer looked exactly like Chris Hero, um, yes. and the yes. singer was playing the flute, and they had someone playing a trom uh trombone, um, and then I got a lift with uh, the drummer, uh, the taxi, uh, and, and a taxi with him because, and I quote, he uh, Steve Davis had given him a plus one for his DJ set at the Blue Arrow, uh, so he needed to be there by for twenty <laughs> okay. to one because Steve <laughs> Davis would be upset. Is in the he snooker, player. He yes, actually,
0: it's a
2: snooker player? Yes, actually, it is, the snooker player. Fucking yes. Yeah, him and and he's like, oh the guy from Gorm is with him because he's really good. He lo- he's yeah, Steve, the yeah, Steve, like, oh, Steve right.
1: Davis like knows the all, all that crew. Like he's a proper head when it he comes to the prog yeah. And, like,
2: prowls, yeah,
0: and Yeah, yeah, he
1: used to
2: put magma and a stuff, a on. Mag on stuff that. like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, did you? What do you guys think of this? Like, uh, are you guys into country particularly? No. <laughs> See, I'm I not. actually
1: really like country. Um, I like kind of like um the whole kind of like um. What you would traditionally call sort of like non-traditional, like outlaw country, like stuff that was sort of created beyond like Nashville a lot of the time, I guess. I yeah, know. yeah.
2: Oh, you mean your Hank Williams the first uh, Well, no, not the
1: third so much, but I do like Hank Williams, um, and I like um a lot of the a, a lot of stuff like that, um, like all the way through. It kind of I quite like a lot of like alt country, like um Uncle Tupelo and uh, that kind of stuff. I was quite into like Sun Vault and all that work. Um, Songs Ohio, who I really like, because they kind of all altogether different. But yeah, like um, I do like a lot of this stuff. Having said that, this is a very um pristine um sort of a less ramshackle version of that. It's a bit more propulsive, but it has got the kooky kind of a uh, uh flutes coming into it as well in places and things like that. So I um I liked it, but I did feel it was a little bit artificial uh, compared to some country. I wanted to come out just like to a straight like country banger about someone that's just drunk whiskey and is, like hurtling down a freeway having to, like, neck loads of pills. Uh, yeah. it's been on the centauri. I
0: left
2: my horse in the barn, and I don't know where I am. And my dogs ran away, Aye. and my wife shagged yeah, I've out. lost oh, all
1: money. Yeah. I've, I've bet on like you know loads of dogs that were bad dogs and couldn't run very well, and now I've, I've lost everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. frighteningly plausible as lyrics. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to shoot. They're more of a half man, half biscuit lyric, really, aren't they?
0: It's why I'm glad British Britain doesn't really have a country scene because it'd just be full of stuff like that.
1: <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, we, can, we don't have a country scene. <laughs> Went on so. down
0: at a bookies. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Our lives are too grim to fit into like the that 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 shorter sentence.
0: Uh, yeah, um, and yeah. um, I, yeah. I think the rawest things about this song, probably the vocals, actually, because he does waver at points. Which oh you know, yeah. He's, yeah, He's a wrestler, not a professional singer. But there's a bit, yeah. there's a particular bit where there's, he's he's doing these uh like high long notes with these sort of ascending scales on guitar and bass underneath. But like to be fair to him, he is proper giving it some. So you have to applaud. Oh that. yeah, he's
1: really going for yeah.
2: it. Yeah. I mean, our full disclosure is absolutely not the sort of music I would ever listen to, ever. Like, it's not for me. But, like, Jumbo Saruta, he is Jumbo Saruta, right? Like, there's no really getting around that. He is Jumbo Saruta singing a country song. He is not going to be Willie Nelson, let's be honest. SWF um, proprietor Willie Nelson. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Willie Nelson and Ian Harrison smoking bombs oh. on the tour buses as well as Nelson gets his hair um, automatically braided by that machine uh, <laughs> alright definitely uh,
1: starting work on the album I,
2: I enjoyed it for what it's worth as I said like you can see he's properly going for it and uh, there was a bit of humanism in it he, he didn't quite pull it off but you know what it, it's nice and I imagine it has a lot of sentiment, sentimental value uh, for oh, for YouTuber specifically. Yeah. so I don't really yeah. want to pad about it and go. It was dog shit. It wasn't. No, 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 no I. No, good no, it no, good. No. good. Yeah, it was good. But uh, like, it's not. It's not my. Um, not my. Uh, forty. Um, I gave this on the Finnish metal scale or two, because let's be honest, Artica covered this. I, I don't think it'd work very well, uh, but that doesn't mean to say it's a bad song. It's
0: yeah, just, I, th- I think the only you know. the only decent fusion of metal and country I've ever heard is there is uh, in the song Stone Cold Metal by Interfirm. There is a fucking mandolin solo, and it's really good.
1: I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna back off all altogether from this subgenre. To be honest, I'm not sure I like.
2: It. Have you? Um, Daniel, have you ever heard the singer from Carcass's Country album? Oh, um, I actually quite, have, but it's basically Country album
1: is a bit, from what I remember. It is,
2: but yeah. he just with a gravelly yeah. voice. Oh, and he's clearly just, he's just, just
0: fucking
1: bent. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: just it's kind, kind of authentic song. then.
1: It's like Johnny Cash. Yeah, 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 pretty
0: much. It's, it's, like, it's yeah. like imagine this is your fucking side hustle. It's like um, City and Colour, like, like you're in a metal band and you're doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to number eight, some of those uh, Joshi popstrels we have the Crush girls with Shoshin boy.
3: Yes, mate. Yes, mate. This this is the fucking this is the shit. You have entered yeah, the dome. It is time
2: to
1: Give yourself over to the power of the music.
0: Yeah, I thought this uh, is great. I fucking loved it. Oh
2: uh, well, I, I was going to say you, you've got your um, you've you've got your 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 piffy that you made up. I actually have one for you on this one because this is um, this is what I would call earwolf metal. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. It,
0: it just absolutely See, I, I
1: was going
2: to go for core, MacGyver MacGyver, but I think that's pretty good. Mac, Macgyvercore, earwolf yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. metal. Think that's uh,
2: close I I like I always had the idea that um, if I if I ever had to enter Eurovision I would do it as like um, I would invent a new genre called laser metal right. and right. it would just be like painkiller but all the lyrics would be about lasers right you know <laughs> I like, Judas Priest painkiller like, yeah it just be yeah Oh lasers as in like ding, you know like, oh, yeah, like Michel yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It'd just be like a total like Jean-Michel Jarre playing like Judas Priest that, that and that's laser metal that is very and, uh, I feel fair. this. Yeah, yeah, and this this, this is kind of... This is Airwolf Metal, this is another. Unplowed Fuddle, that's what I'm looking for. The,
0: this song is, like... This is very 80s, like... Uh, this, oh, yeah. It, it, it's very 80s, there's, there's about four guitars going, but then the solo is played on a keytar. And there's also something in the background I can only describe as synth xylophone.
2: It's
1: absolute helicopter
2: control oh, scene. I, I,
1: I, absolutely. It's more 80s than your dad doing the football pools in front of Baywatch. That's, it's, you know... <laughs> Now that would be 90s in fairness, that would
0: be 90s but uh, the football pools bit yeah. is definitely accurate right. Yeah I mean yeah. there's also a bit uh, of uh, 60s in there with the sort of surf music uh, <laughs> yeah, type bits at the the star, which is completely incongruous with the rest yeah, of the song Yeah but that is a bit odd. It. it's a bit like surf punk of
1: the uh, mid
2: 2000s Yeah yeah Even even the um, the cover of the record is so 80s <laughs> all these angular fonts and stuff like that and like you know big bright blues and reds and yellows and stuff like that it's Honestly, its peak 80s. is so good. I think it uh, kind of fits
0: with the whole crush Gals aesthetic as well, cuz like, like I Yeah, mean... like about like capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh yeah.
2: If this is capitalism all the time, I would love yeah,
0: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like makes it looks pretty swell. <laughs> and fucking yeah, like Chickas and the like uh you know giving people german suplexes for the uh, the the uh, public's bread and circuses, you know, uh I mean uh, that, that sort of stuff. <laughs> that's what we fought for. I mean, Ch- Ch- Chika guy actually. Uh, she's got a uh, she's got a uh, promotion now called Marvelous, and they did a show last year. <laughs> sure so funny. They they did a show which was just the roster doing karaoke. <laughs> there were no matches at all. It listed
2: at number two, four, and six in my match the year list.
0: In between Yano <laughs> matches. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. So uh, again, like clearly, like that. So it still pulls out some of the. Uh, some of the old songs uh, from time to time. Speaking, uh, and she's uh, known for training uh, people as well. And it actually this brings me to something else in the songs: sort of these shout backing vocals in the choruses, which I like to imagine are performed by about a dozen dojo trainees. Yeah, <laughs> at,
1: at the point of a gun. You've been let... yes, or at yeah. least a drop kick from Mikio Satomura. <laughs> oh God! You're taking the oh. piss, <laughs>
0: oh. you trainees, oh. little slugs that's <laughs> alright um uh yeah if you don't know what we're talking about watch guy girls and then sort of go fetal in the shower as you cry yourself to sleep
2: yeah yeah uh, yeah no one has ever came out of guy or girls and thought you know what I'm quite happy with my life <laughs> like yeah, yeah I mean, everyone's always just being like really bleak after us. So, yeah, I mean, I would say we'd review it, but I mean, I don't really like go through the horror well, day. No, horror. Like... Yeah, one day I'm gonna make us go through the horror day. It's
0: it's it's the point where like as when I met Mako Satamura, which I have done a few occasions, I was like,
3: all right, just all very right. very all taken right, aback man, by how nice she horror. was.
2: <laughs> oh, I can play tenorous human the bass. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's the guitar you can't.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just chastised you for bragging about playing a song on an instrument, and your reply was, No, I can play it in the guitar.
1: <laughs> I saw Karl Marx's grave before it was vandalised, so.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, Dave, David, what uh, what number out of ten have you given this for the finished metal cover score?
1: I mean,
2: I'm not gonna lie, it starts out of one. <laughs> and it ends with a zero. <laughs> Absolutely. Phil Boonah, 180, 10 out of 10. If fucking Sonata Arctica or, like, Strativarius or something made this, it would be fucking dynamite. Absolutely dynamite, 10 out of 10. Um, fit, you know, like the, Full f- fists in the air, absolute banger.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say a stomp, uh, stomping, stomping feel-good pumper. That's what I'd call it. A stomping feel-good yeah. <laughs> pumper. Um, and I think that it was um, all the better for also not just being a stomping pumper, but also, as David <laughs> said, having these moments of, like, real, like ecstatic, like, uh, bits that bring it up as well, just to make it extra kind yeah, of, um, it's... Uh, on the edge. It's emotionally investing, big, big yes from me. I guess from me Jeremy That's 10
0: I think I would listen to this song To like pump myself up for the gym If I ever went Genuinely to I was
1: literally just about to say That's the kind of thing That I would put on my gym playlist That's like got the embarrassment stuff on it, like the Rocky theme
0: and shit Actually one of, one of my One of my friends used to like He used He was like training for a, uh, Like a half marathon or something And he used to put like The training montage music From Rocky 4 on But then like he got better at running And the song was too slow So he had to change it to something else it was.
2: Uh, it's like I. I used to. Um, I. I used to when I went to the gym. I go on the treadmill, and uh, I'd go, i would go. watch some wrestling, and I put on like New Japan main events, and then forget all like thirty five minutes. So
0: I'm gonna oh Christ uh, no, yeah, Sitting there, dying after twenty five minutes. What one of my one of my yeah. friends did that. Um, what he like had his iPod on shuffle, and he was like, "Oh, like right, three more songs." Uh, I'm on the treadmill, and then I hit the showers, and then he listened to two songs, and then the third one was twenty one twelve by Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah see
1: I, I i make my playlist of um mainly um um really naff hardcore songs that have motivational positive lyrics a minute and a yeah, half yeah yeah and minute they're minute. all like minimal. so it's like if you do like 20 of them that's basically you run and then that's fine but and then it's just and that makes it better but yeah whenever i put anything long on um it's just a nightmare i'm never gonna do it it's uh yeah it's it's horrendous
2: just <laughs> just stick to like 90-second youth crew,
1: and then that'll be you. Just, like, (laughs) Gorilla viscous discography, and I'm done.
0: Yeah, every song on my playlist is Maxwell Murder by Rancid, to give myself the flexibility.
1: (laughs) That one.
0: (laughs) Yes, probably. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good, good song. Um, oh, yeah, I thought you were just taking <laughs> no, <no, no>, no. <laughs> no, a piss at random. A genuine I attempt. I'm also doing it. <laughs> right. but I quite like that. Actually, it's
1: quite
0: good. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. So, and now come the wolves. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. At number seven, we have the uh, the wild thing himself, Atsushi Nita, with X Y Z.
2: I was really upset. I thought this was, at first I read it wrong and thought it was going to be like a rush cover of YYZ. And I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking on, on every board instrument. I'm fucking on board. Uh, with with playing a barbed wire nearby. guitar synth. But yeah, like um, I mean, we all know my, my great infatuation with the the one, the only artist Anita, um smouldering saxophones to play. Oh, so it. porny. It's it's sexy, and then it just goes into like pure '80s schmaltz uh,
1: from then on.
0: The uh, did you guys like see the the picture of like the CD cover on like the YouTube? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just
1: plaintively looking over like a uh, something like it's like a how, yeah.
0: He's walking. He's walking along the shore, just shore. Uh, casually. He's walking along the shore, just casually pouring a bottle yeah. of champagne on the floor.
1: Lots of blue and whites. Lots of very kind of regal.
0: Uh, oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's so very Sheffield Wednesday, yeah.
1: Like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, very much
2: so. I get the feeling that this is the sort of song that, I mean, do you remember Tony Angelino from Only Thousand Horses?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is the sort of thing that he would have in his set list. Like, it is.
1: This is, yeah. A real, a real crowd play. Uh, this is pepper
2: pot down the trousers material.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, what else can I do? Uh, well, um, here I am today at the, uh, the Wheel Tappers and Shut the Social Club. It's time to bring out the big guns. <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm just happy that Anita named a song after his favorite type of Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I thought. I. I. I really like this. Like. I. He's definitely gone for a sort of crooner style of singing, hasn't he? Oh, it is. oh yeah. This that, that
2: is one you. You keep in, you keep this one in the locker until you're like twelve pints of Keating down, <laughs> and in the, the karaoke you're next up in the karaoke. It's me, Uncle
1: Kev stumbling over to me when he's perfectly done up ties all of a sudden come loose. And it's a couple of buttons down, and he's got a bit of a funny gait on, and he's giving it, Danny Boy. The yeah.
2: pipes up, <laughs> pipes I mean, again,
0: it's not really a, the type because he's obviously known for his like hardcore wrestling. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily think he would. Do this. I don't know when. When was it? Like, if it was recorded during his like all Japan technical wrestling days before he got the knee injury, then uh, maybe it would have fit. But um, you
2: can maybe it was recorded during his um, shagging hundreds of people in his uh, parliamentary office days. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, <yeah. yeah. laughs> he, he, yes, the governmental orgies. Um, paid for KDDs. with uh,
0: with governmental money, so it's uh, all yes. above board.
2: <laughs> yeah, taxpayers' alliance absolutely furious. Maybe that's Anita's kink, just upsetting the taxpayers' alliance. <laughs> I mean, to support. <laughs> yeah. fully
0: support. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you can really imagine, I was going to say, you can kind of imagine Michael Bublé recording this. He probably fucking has. Oh, he's recorded
1: everything, Michael Bublé.
0: Michael Bublé, just like, he just lives on a big pile of money, like which is accumulated from releasing the same Christmas album every year. Uh,
1: you know what, lads? I don't like that Michael, Michael Bublé.
0: No, Michael Bublé is the man who um, changed uh, the song "Santa Baby" to "Santa Buddy" because he didn't want people to think he was gay for Father Christmas. Well, that's
1: fair enough. I mean, you know, we, that's a bit is weird, it,
0: weird. Is it? No. Is it? Not... No, no, not into bears, clearly. Uh, Michael Bublé. Is Father no. Christmas a bear? Polar bear. A pol- Father a, a Christmas polar bear. definitely. Well, he's,
1: yeah, that's. I'll come back to you.
0: <laughs> I mean, in particular, I'm thinking of like the crescendoing triplets in the chorus, very much recall Crimea River, which isn't even the best fucking song of that name. Um, the the other thing I
2: really liked about this is that there's wee swooshes of um, the wee nods to detective shows <laughs> again, very, very murder she wrote. Poirot, there's just the wee do we sting at the end, and it, it's very much you know Jackson watching ITV three in his day off from work. Like it's a very detective show. I I worry Uh, for the small town (laughs) of Who would live there? Why would you live in Midsummer? A place with an absolutely terrible mortality rate. It's worse than Jump Castle.
0: I think, like, if you wanted to be among your own kind, because like the the midsummer the midsummer murders producer, he was asked, um, uh, I forget the cunt's name, but he was asked, like, how come there's never been any black people in this show? And he just said, yes, we know, we meant to have no black people on this show. There were no black people in villages.
1: Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, nice one.
0: <laughs> sensible, sensible logic there. From well, the, from yeah, the, I can't argue band. with that,
1: mate. Never, never been a single black person ever lived in a village. Never happened.
0: No. No, the the other thing I liked about this uh, song was like I don't know if you caught, like, the mysterious descending synth figure at the end. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck was that about? Was it meant to leave you this sense of unease after finishing
1: listening? I, I, I did feel like that. I felt like I was left with a sense of, uh, of unease. Um, but you know, I think it, it adds to the mystery, doesn't it? You know, but it's yeah, it was a bit uneasy.
0: Yeah, it was like um, D- David. What would uh, what would uh, Sonata Arctica or the Rasmus make of this?
2: Nervous as fuck.
0: <laughs> uh, this, this
2: got a this got a four out of ten. It's a good song, but I mean, like, it 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 just wouldn't work like as like um a finished metal song, sadly. But it was it was a good song. I enjoyed it. It's just I don't think it has coverability. You know what I mean?
0: No, no, true, uh,
2: true, true. Um, it's a bit more pep and jive. Yeah, my Daniel,
0: but, my uh, micro
1: genre was um the um the most satisfying of thing rules. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's no, really a know, genre that's so actually... much
1: the description. The most satisfying
0: of, the most, yeah, um, thing rule call. Well, actually, I can see that when you like your fucking genres on your iPod, like the most satisfying of thing rules.
2: I thought you were going to call this compromising situations. Court. Oh no, 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 no <laughs> don't get
1: me started. My, you know, you of, know the, the the last from that Shannon Tweed. She married none other than Gene Simmons. You know that.
0: one of my friends one of my friends had uh, when we were at school he had like on his iPod genres he set it up as like rock indie metal pop and one of them was music that contains a rap by John Barnes (laughs) (laughs) and it was just world in motion didn't even have the Anfield rap didn't even have it or was it
2: the independent group's manifesto who knows You know I else it right from John Barnes, didn't it? Our number six! Oh.
0: <laughs> yes, coming in at number six, we have uh, Satoru Siyama Tiger Mask's tribute to the king himself, the late great Elvis Presley, can't help falling in love with you. Featuring John Barnes.
3: Why <laughs> say <laughs> Now,
1: I may be sitting here nursing three quarters of a bottle of wine gone, so I actually think I'm therefore the perfect person to talk about this song. Um, <laughs> I, I am gentlemen as you may well know something of a romantic uh, and um, this, this being a cover of the Elvis classic um, it, it, it did move me quite somewhat I wasn't quite as in my cups as I am now earlier but I was a couple of drinks in and it was just enough to hit that nice sweet spot where I thought you know what actually love is a wistful thing it's a dangerous thing you open yourself up to it and it can be harmful but you do that because it's the fundamental human experience and uh, and then I drank some more beer and watched the football. I don't know what you guys thought about
0: it. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it helps that this is my favourite Elvis song. It's a good um, song. So, it's a lovely yeah, I'm, song. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm always like predisposed to like it. And the thing is, like. In terms of, like, sort of from a technical standpoint, uh old, old Satoru Sayama's a bit... He's a bit wobbly on the higher notes. Not on that fucking high, but, like, the higher notes of the song. But, like, in terms of, like, just the tone of his voice, this is a really good stab at sort of replicating, like, the particular timbre of, of the king.
2: I think if he did this in a karaoke okay bar, he'd get a round of applause. A bit, like, a, a standing ovation. Like, a proper, you know, oh, Hurrah. Yeah,
1: I'd give him a really big round of applause if I heard this down the the, the pub or something. he would be like, "Oh, nice one! He's really belted that out."
0: Yeah, I mean, he's clearly he's clearly like very into his Elvis, and uh, like he's 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 gone for it. And you know what? He's 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 made it work. Like it's kind of like you know these tribute bands you get in pubs and that. Yeah, um, it's kind of like s- someone can do an Stone impression of Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like um, an Elvis impersonator where you can do the voice and you hear him talk like Elvis and you think, oh, that's great. And you haven't, like, you're like, great, we'll sign you up to our band. And you haven't checked if he can actually sing or not. <laughs> you just know he can do the voice. Uh, can you sing Elvis's great hit? you are just have in disguise. Yes, all right, great, you're in.
2: I. Th- this reminds me of I was once with my dad in Mary Hill, and we passed um, a... Uh, we we passed a pub and they had a sign outside and it was just a silhouette of Elvis and like <laughs> tribute night. And my dad, with no no, um, you know, um, like he, he wasn't joking. He he just clearly had missed the mark. Went, oh look, they're having a Michael Jackson tribute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, fuck
2: me, man! Like, uh... come on! Like,
0: <laughs> wow, the king of pop, Elvis Presley, we all know and love. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> there's a there's a really scummy pub like down the high street in Leeds called the Three Legs, which has like <laughs> three, <laughs> legs. three legs. It's like some Manx thing, but like the um the this one door. But it's got like That's a deal breaker. Jess. <laughs> it's got the six most the six most terrifying words you can see on a sign outside any pub, which is karaoke every day two till eleven. Uh.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: doing research
1: into this, and the pub around the corner from me that was a die-hard Newcastle pub when I used to live near St James's Park, where, where you visited, uh, George. That had written. Oh, I've been, I've been there, yeah. Yeah, that had written on every that had written on every single doorway. Members of Sky Sports, the FA, the Premier League, not welcome in this facility.
0: <laughs> Jesus, what well, members of the Premier League like Newcastle?
1: United like, like, because they want to come in and well, start showing time. dodgy feeds on the TV. So, <laughs> like keeping them out at all costs. <laughs>
2: Was it was it the strawberry by any chance? No, no. It's further down
1: the road. It's Damn. called the black ball. It's more racist than the strawberry.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I've been um, to so many. Like I've done gigs in so many pubs where like they're they're showing three pm Saturday kickoffs and they definitely shouldn't be. <laughs> and it's I've, on like some like Qatari TV channel with fucking Richard Keys uh, at the helm.
2: <laughs> I I remember the, the last day I went into a Rangers pub, they had Albanian Sky Sports News on. And um, you thought, oh, just,
0: oh my birthday, in Yes, well, yes. Is, um, is, is Bessart Berisha finally being rescued from his A League exile? <laughs> <laughs> More on this after these messages. <laughs> um, uh,
2: I've got but a really good
1: story. Speak- to tell you
2: about speaking, a planet, a speaking of staunch loyalism, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I remember my favourite karaoke night memory of all time is I once went to um, a pub, uh, a notoriously. Um, shitty pub in Bells Hill called Charlie's <laughs> and I had a fancy bit called Chaplin's next door and they had God a karaoke night where I saw and I shit you know a deaf man sing Penny Arcade
0: I mean fair play
2: <laughs> I mean it was as glorious as you could expect like you, you could imagine in your head it was incredible I mean, it wasn't any good. He's deaf, of course, it wasn't. But fair play you know, to
0: him for fucking doing it.
2: Like, well, yeah, exactly. Fair play, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was quite the sight. Have, have and, you had the sounds?
0: <laughs> have you guys? Uh, speaking of tribute band, have you ever have you guys uh, ever heard of a band called Elvana?
2: Yes, they're playing in Glasgow next week.
0: Brilliant! They're yes, they're basically a they're. It's a Nirvana tribute band, but the lead singer is an Elvis impersonator and sings all the songs in the Starlight. of oh, Ah, no, I've seen that yeah, 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 yeah. It's Shit. amazing.
1: <laughs> they were they were on my Facebook like videos for like fucking like three weeks once because everyone was talking about them. It's all your cunt's fault.
2: Yeah. Shinya Hashimoto has really reinvented himself post uh <laughs> fake death
1: Doing a Lord Lucan.
0: <laughs> he is the real Tupac. So uh so verd- verdict, uh, verdict on this uh, song, decent fist at Elvis, as it were, David. Um, <laughs> what would a finished metal cover of "Can't Help Falling in Love with You" by the King Elvis Presley sound like? Uh,
2: oh, oh, god! I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be, I, I'm, I'm gonna be harsh here. I'm gonna turn into like those Kerrang! Uh, reviewers in 2002 who sent out fat was against like, the insane Clown posse and stuff like that.
0: It's I much, get that
1: well because I've got some a reference to an author later on that's going to coincide with that. <laughs>
0: um, is it Unkarang? We give them the old KKK rating that they. Uh, the old, the old KKK, KKK
2: rating yes problematic. Yeah, every screwdriver album always KKK. <laughs> um. Three out of
0: five, not bad. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, I mean, it's not Lateralist by Tool, being, which was 5, or Relationship Command by Out of the Driving, which was 5, but, you know, it's still good.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember this, Daniel. Do you remember it, Terrorizer magazine? And they once yeah, made,
1: yeah, yeah. I used to buy that in first year of uni sometimes.
2: Yeah. They once gave the death metal band Mithras 10 out of 10 and basically said, this is basically the greatest album of metal albums since Black Sabbath, yeah. and the review was written <laughs> by the guitarist.
1: Amazing. <laughs> that
2: is
0: Amazing. <laughs> That, is, so that is log-rolling at the highest <laughs> order. And, like,
2: we, so we used to, I used to be on the Tenorizer forums, and every so often you'd see a review, and you'd go, this is like when Mythras get reviewed, and, and inevitably the guitarist was always on the forum that and would amazing. always reply. Like Chris Jericho, after he told him his match wasn't five stars, he would yeah, totally yeah. just pile in and just like try and defend it going no oh it was an admin error like no and it was like, it's clearly not a fucking admin error
0: i mean uh D- daniel um i mean if you want to give a genre to this i mean it's Elvis. <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah, can that, you say
1: yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just the genre of Elvis covers, isn't it? It's the genre of slightly tilted to the left side of the world Elvis covers that you sometimes get from like the reduction of it being maybe from, um, filtered through a different culture or a different like, upbringing or a different sense of like melody, melody or whatever, like, and what, whatever music it is that you're making it in. Uh, yeah, it's like the Elvis covers yeah. once removed, I would say, which is actually a weird kind of um, fertile little thing you can go down if you want find out some really like, weird outside of music. Uh, covers of Elvis are often quite... Um, Uh, good for that, like privately funded weird private press things from years ago and stuff, you can get some really weird uh, uh, takes
0: on, but yeah. Yeah, Cool. So, uh, moving on, number five, we have Devil Masami with As Long As The Devil Lives. Um, yeah, so, uh, Masami, who we covered back in episode 12, um, more of a, well, she wasn't a heel, um, per se, but, like, she, I, I think we... Said at the time, she wrestled a m- more of a sort of heelish, like methodical um, style. And um, but being a heel in AJW in the eighties didn't necessarily uh, preclude you from uh, releasing songs. Uh, Dump Matsumoto had a single, a single which was called "Dump the Heel," which is uh, exposing the business. Simple and to the
1: point. To be fair, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all. Well, just like her wrestling style, really. So I guess it fits. Um, yeah, get in, go I... out,
2: bash, bash, wash, but picked it, but yeah. picked it, packed it, fucked off. There you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I found her vocal style was interesting on this because, like, I think she's probably a technically a better singer than than the Crushed Girls or the uh, or the Beauty Pair. There was like this weirdly off-putting level of vibrato, like all of the long notes is like <clears throat> not like, like not like an opera style, um, but like it was sort of wavering. Like she's a good singer, but it's I I don't know. it didn't really. F- Fit with the song,
2: I thought. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, enjoyed the song. I really liked the instrumental arrangements. Actually, I really, really liked them. The song, the like, the song of the top. Like, I think that individually, the two parts were good. You know, the singing was good. I would say, truce like that's the word I'm looking for, sean yeah, truce Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, sean Truss, yeah, yeah. So, like, she clearly has a bit about her, but it just didn't go with this song.
0: And that, I no, of- and I think the production's good. Structurally, it doesn't really go yeah. many places. There's sort of three verses, three choruses, and then it just sort of ends. But I did like the little brass stops and the sort of counter melody the guitars playing uh, under the verses. That was nice. I, fe- I-, I-, I felt this would make I think- a very good Bond song. Oh, actually.
1: Yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. It's funny you mention that actually because I was kind of gonna again, like I mentioned before, with um, some of the tracks we were looking at. That um, this is another one that could like fit in lots of different places in terms of like Japanese films that are like that could be like rolling over the credits. But the first thing I noticed about this was on YouTube that the front cover of this looks like a tape compilation of music bought from like taxi drivers in a mildly exoticized country uh, by the Sublime Frequency label. Yes. Um, I don't know if anyone like this this knows or if you guys have ever seen like, that Sublime Frequencies compilations where like. Um, it's these guys that are mainly associated with, like, Sun City Girls and, like, um, these kind of, like, um, uh, uh, sort of, like, post-punk kind of, like, a weirdo people that started this label, then went out to all these different countries and recorded, like, all sorts of weird um, kind of, like, folk and pop and, like, sort of unusual musics. Um, but there's kind of, like, a whole debate about, like, did they rip them off and all these kind of shit. But the front cover of that reminded me of something like that. So actually, weirdly, the, um, the sounds inside it weren't that different as well. Like, um, I've got a lot of these compilations from, like, Japan and Korea um even like some stuff from Thailand, even though it's a totally different like language and stuff obviously, um, from that label. And they kind of like have these like formerly austere love songs and torch songs and like soundtrack stuff and this sounds like it could like as I said like run down the credits and a kind of like strong genre piece from a Japanese studio in the seventies. But it's like not even from that time. <laughs> so I don't really know what that says about it. But I get, that was my thoughts on I it. Get-
2: I get a feel like this is a real crate-digging record.
1: For sure, yeah, it definitely sounded like that to and, me, yeah.
2: You know, people who, like, parade, like, record shops around the world and they'll go to, like, the Sedan or something and, like, just buy hundreds and hundreds of, like, landfill pop singles just to see what, what it sort of was like. Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like you, you you would definitely listen to, like, some sort of podcast or something with somebody, like, doing all their, their good crate digs and stuff like that, and it would, something like this would be on there. And he said, "Oh, I found it in a marketing Cartoon." And it's like, "Yeah," uh, but no, I enjoyed it. But like, you know, uh, on the finished metal scale, actually, um, I give us a three. So, yeah. Have,
0: have you? I mean, talking about Bond song. Have you seen what the new Bond film is fucking called?
2: Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I've seen what it's called. Yeah, like, it, like, it, hate it sounds James Yeah, I, I know that Daniel is an avowed uh, hater of James Bond's.
0: Well, so am I. It's called Shatterhand. <laughs> the uh, Big Bubba Big bubble, Rogers story. Also Shatterhand. The,
2: uh, uh, Shatterhand Shatterhand, um which is very similar to the nickname we give official uh, goalkeeper Cammy Bell, as we now call him dom Hands. Uh, so
0: just made of <laughs> that. Um Shatterhand sounds like a fucking Rob Liefeld character. No, but Pop- Love you, Papa Dom Hands. Like, nice bit of chutney. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh but um oh, claro, I'll- yeah, D- Daniel, do you have a do you have a genre for this? I, I don't know Bond Core is, but actually that sounds I was, like. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I
2: ever say like Spy Wave or something like that. Yeah,
1: What's like um, un- <laughs> undercover imperialist pig-doggery core wave.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds good. I probably wouldn't have it on my uh, on my iPod no, but, you, cover, you, but you, you've uh, got to
1: commit to these things. This is like Mary Kondo. Come on, George, this is important for you now. This is a moment of reflection.
0: This song does not spark joy, Daniel.
1: No, <laughs> now, it doesn't. But you know, tough love is is, is tough.
0: That, that who could
2: argue <laughs> we, we should say i mean there is several people um who listen to this podcast who've never heard music um so you know this is going to be a big thing for them understanding like sounds and like you know the fact you can make it into songs because i mean we just have a whole bunch of nerds to watch fucking you know Josie jim grappling um all day and they've never actually seen any music so you know that's great advice I mean, stop them.
1: watching the latest guts world show and just listen to some music <laughs>
0: I mean, you say we're going to help people understand sounds, but I don't really have much expertise in vibrating things you put up your dick, so like, I'm really not the best friend to ask. However,
1: if anyone would like to DM me on this subject, you can directly message but, uh, me that way.
0: Add the ultimate poo on Twitter. <laughs> <him. laughs> His DMs are open. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> so, uh, coming in at number four, we have the Jumping Bomb Angels with Stand in the Shallows. in in thinking because it's the song i've always associated uh with them because i i i just sort of i'll be honest i kind of picked this song at random and then i started playing it and realized i'd heard it before it is the theme it's a theme of a wacky 80s teenage drama oh that's so funny i I had virtually
1: the same thing i said this sounds like every kid's tv theme for a show you thought you were the only one who grew up watching because it was like on before like seven o'clock in the morning on some like day where you wake up really early it's like before you got and yeah. gear and cans or salmon rusty or Magic the
0: Gathering and the professional. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so might, might apply to some members of the podcast more than others. Sort
1: yeah, of yeah, I mean I love salmon rusty. Yeah, it's got a lovely little xylophone or panpipes bit, which is very uh, sort of. What's with all the fucking synth xylophones in these songs? Yeah, it's very fourth world. John Hassel. I feel like David Took could write an interesting, but invariably dry monograph about it. I,
2: <laughs> I thought it is. It's very, it's very art rocky. Like you know, sort of a. Like you know the basis from Blondie or something. I feel that David Byrne, you know, from Talking Heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I am aware of it. I feel word. that he would have got like an executive production credit in this because like, yeah, he, lent, for sure. he lent them he lent them snout the week before. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, it was like, oh, we'll, we'll just put in the single and he gets like a check for eight quid every year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. But I thought there was, there was definitely that in that. There was that post punk thing of like anxious, like white art kids, like being kind of funky. Like
0: uh, yeah, it's kind of new wave, won't it? Yeah. You know,
1: it reminded me of those kind of records. Obviously, it's from a different, uh, different sort of place and uh, addressing different things. But like, it reminded me of that similar sound. Like you know, like that kind of yeah. So I, I quite, I quite enjoyed that you reference.
0: You can well, imagine um, uh, Fred Schneider out of the uh, B 52s just going jumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it, yeah, it's got this kind of like um, yeah, like um, kind of um, really nicely kind of uh, angular. Of a yeah, like post-punky sort of a lineage that it slips into, and it's, uh, it's yeah, good. I yeah. like it, you know, it's uh, for, a for a wrestling feature, it's pretty fun, and it does have that like really propulsive, like anthemic kind of like thing throughout it as well,
0: which really yeah. lifts it but, You know, there's,
2: there's a... obviously this. Pat and Evan would reference this in Scott's actually. match, he really would, he would absolutely name check this.
0: There's a nice, uh, shreddy guitar solo which uh sort of recalls a uh, user illusion one, here, slash not two, never two, you know why. <laughs>
2: Well, I told you this before that my dad um had uh Use Your Illusion by Guns N' Roses and it was a bootleg like tape they bought from the Barrows where they cut out all the shite. Oh yeah it
1: did and he just had the good the good ones. Was that one you could get peyote from the barrows as well? That would be a good thing. <laughs> yes.
0: They they did release like a version of Use Your Illusion which was just like the half of the songs, but they cut out the wrong song, so there's still shite on it. <laughs> Like uh,
1: um, yeah. actually, uh, d- I, we don't have to go through the fact that I've actually seen Guns N' Roses before, do we? How?
0: Oh, oh, yes, no. we do.
1: The <laughs> year, the year was, was two thousand and two. I just passed my GCSEs. Oh so, no, was Buckethead remember. playing with them? I, I was at the Leeds Festival uh, with a uh, hardcore band we used to play with called Rhythmic Coughing, who i mentioned on the show before. Uh, Rhythmic Coughing. <laughs> yeah, whose lead singer was someone that also starred in Gilbert and Sullivan operas, but had a massive operatic voice and just like some punk as well. Yeah, the Amazing. Um. And um. Anyway, yeah. Um. We we were we were there with them. And uh, I'd obviously been hanging around mostly on the concrete jungle stage all weekend, seeing kind of cool, okay. punk and hardcore bands on there. Uh. But then um, there was nothing on at that point, so it was just Guns and Roses, which was basically Axl Rose in a massive like what well, like a DX like um hockey jersey. Um, and orange dreads <laughs> sitting at a piano doing November Rain for like 45 minutes and then halfway through going oh. the council want to shut us
0: down but I say
1: I'm going to keep singing and I was like is yeah, he in the Taxpayers like,
0: Alliance oh, as well?
1: Oh, well yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah.
0: Gonna <laughs> November Rain's fucking shit as well so yeah, it's rubbish. I, um, so eventually I,
1: I just like drifted off and like um, I think we went to like a dance tent and like uh, just drank more and like uh, that was it and yeah but it, it was terrible it was like the worst 45 minutes of my life
2: uh, the, the, there's an amazing story of um, Axl Rose um, at, the, he was at Download Festival once and um, people it was also the day where he like, was like four hours late and people were <laughs> watching him schmoozing at the British Grand Prix on the paddock <laughs> like, he was going to be on for like 20 minutes and he was in a fucking in silverstone chance, man. <laughs> but um, he came on and like people immediately started launching shit on him <laughs> Like, bottles, cans, everything. Correct, praxis. And then he he snapped, right? He totally snapped. Right, guys, that's it. I've had enough. If anyone throws one more thing at me, I am leaving the stage and the show is over. And someone immediately launched a fucking massive can and dicked him right in the head and shouted, fuck off then, you fat.
0: I I thought you were going to say, like, right, if 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 one of you throws one more fucking can, I'm playing my world, all right? (laughs) Oh, God.
2: Uh, the, the other one, I know somebody who wants to like, see him at the SECC, and he was he came on at half one in the morning, because and I quote, he refused to go on stage until he had a steak dinner. Um, <laughs> like
1: like, ham- Isn't that why Jeremy
0: Clarkson punched that person? Yes, that is why. <laughs> it was a ham sandwich, you was anything as good as a steak dinner.
1: <laughs> gammon sandwich.
0: Yeah. He literally punched him out for gammon. <laughs>
1: Which I'm sure will happen when
2: Brexit is delayed in a month. Lots <laughs> of people punching people over yeah. gambling. That's satirical.
1: That's right. We're all from places affected by Brexit. So we've mentioned Brexit. We'd like to talk about Brexit some more. Brexit.
2: See, this is a really topical reference, right? Because Brexit. the funny thing is, is I've seen that Brexit is going to be delayed. This will be brought out in March 2021. So <laughs> it'll be topical even then. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the FBPE. FBPE. I...
0: I, th- I think the uh, the uh, I think the, actually the elephant in the room with this song, and again, like I like I say, I kind of picked this at random. There's <laughs> really not a lot of singing in it. <laughs> like they, they they basically they were at the start just going J B J B, it basically just sound like the shouting B J. Like we just need to get that, that, that out of the way that's now. That's one way
1: to look at it, George. I mean,
2: They're actually it. called um JBL creditors. <laughs> and <laughs> then they moved me. on to be the consultio slash consultius.
1: They've got a printer and it might be plugged in.
2: <laughs> Why? Well, I'm never changing from Vista. It's just like a good fitting pair of jeans <laughs> at this point. I mean, this, <laughs> this
0: is basically this is basically an instrumental songs. Like going back to the scar, like we used to do um, uh, One Step Beyond and Nightboat to Cairo by Madness. But but I, I played trumpet and there's no trumpet in that. It's just like, they're basically just sax solos, both those songs. So basically, you just have to dance. And that was fine when you're like fucking 15, 16. But like when we did a reunion gig and I was 25, like dancing, for, like <laughs> skanking for four minutes straight, just fucking take it out of you. I was like, <laughs> I was like fucking Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam 2005.
1: Hello, fellow kid.
0: Yeah, you know, it was just, yeah, I mean, it wasn't just kids. Like, I was just. Happened to be the baby of the band, um, but yeah, fucking hell. Um, I like I like the song a lot. It's uh, it's uh, it's good fun. It's, it's a real pick me up. It's a tonic. It is.
1: It's
2: a tonic. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I I did like this. I get this. This gets get quite high in the Finnish metal scale. Yeah, I can this see that an actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's getting eight. So you know, it's up there. You you can kind of hear the with like jumping. Yeah. Yeah. You can like.
2: Yeah, you could definitely you could definitely get a good beat out of that. Daniel, do you have a, a pfffy um comment of uh from Rocker Roller Sucker two thousand and four you wanna chime in of? Uh
1: yeah, cunt that keeps you up all night at a party unnecessarily when you're eighteen talking about any of Morricone call.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So moving on to uh number three, we have Terry Funk with We Hate School.
3: Music and she don't like my clothes. Up your nose with a rubber hose. I'd like to shove her where the sun don't go. Cause we hate school, but we love rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. When I come home, I turn my radio on. My DJ's playing my favorite song. My mother yells, "Get off the phone! Have you done your homework? Is that radio on?"
0: Like Mate. second on our list of songs we were definitely fucking doing uh, yes. for this
1: episode. Um, I, I threatened to scab on the podcast if they didn't let me do um, <laughs> like, um, Yeah, so obviously, I think that the main thing to point out here is, um, anyone got an estimate on how old Terry Funk actually is when he sings this?
2: About, like, 84?
1: <laughs> I, I think he's probably at least 67. Uh, but I, I'm saying early 40s. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it sounds like he is, but actually this was released in 1984. So we would have been like sort of early 40s, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe much like his athletic peak, we miss much of his vocal peak. Uh, and that was recorded. <laughs> I think that's implying he had a vocal peak. <laughs> Duets with Jack Briscoe and uh, Harley Ray. Um, but um, yeah, so let, let's just point out that Funk is easy, easily in his 40s here, if not more. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a moment here where he gets like, uncomfortably close to sounding like this kind of like, again, I've, I've used this description before, but um, there's a lot of this in Japanese music. A kind of stomping, glam-infected version of Goddess on a Highway by Mercury Rev, which is actually a good song. Um, but then there's like a needlessly kind of hammy dual guitar pissing contest in the middle, and it's just followed by a punk shouting, we love rock and roll, yeah! But he sounds very unsure about this. He kind of he, he blurts out as a question or something like, we love rock and roll, yeah! I, I feel like someone has Terry and they aren't letting him out of a very Spartan
0: room. And- it's like the Werner Herzog thing again.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. I feel like someone needs to check in on our Tez here.
2: <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. The singing is fucking dreadful. It's not. It's, it's not and,
0: singing.
1: <laughs> but it's very much like Lou Reed's yeah. approach on the New York album. Yeah, yeah but
2: I, I would say to you this: the band, the song, the instrumental part. Yeah, fuck yeah, me. That's good. Like, got, oh. to, got to chuck out a couple of names to you. Yes focus we dash a van der Graaff generator in there this is prime 70s pro actually i've got there. i've
0: literally got as a uh written as a note the descending guitar figures at the start recall a farewell to king's era rush so uh
2: yeah it, it's totally like i want to know so bad who this band was
0: because well it's it's a it's a cover of a a, a song by uh also wrestling alumnus uh, jimmy hart and the first family now I don't know if th- I don't think it was The first family Who are the backing for this But like Yeah the band's really good <laughs> Like
2: Jimmy Hart and Steve Davis
0: DJing Patrick Cricket Club Absolute oh, with, 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 Pat, with Pat Nevin on support Yes please <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a mark of actually Quite how crap Terry Funk singing is That it like Brings down How good the instrumental make like, like, oh, yeah, No yeah, mistake
2: yeah. It's incredible It's so good
0: Yeah the guitar solo Like all the effects on it Sounds like If the edge could shred <laughs>
1: Um, I I think as well, uh, proffering a very important um kind of like uh, message here as well, which is that we hate school.
2: We hate that Yeah,
1: it. which is basically Terry Funk a lot earlier than you know was uh, perhaps some anticipate for a lot of wrestlers talking about the need for the decolonization of the education in this country. Uh, and um, I think we hate school stands alone as a uh, revolutionary forebear to the modern protest music that we have. Things like Stormzy in that. <laughs> um, my name is john harris and i write for the guardian and I'm <laughs> good, <at> <laughs> I am,
2: good evening i am alexis patridis <laughs>
1: he was the second one that i was gonna say he was definitely the second one in my mind and just
0: like, oh, oh, I, God. Remember,
1: like, I say obvious things
0: we've we've got a like worryingly big like frame of reference in terms of like melt cultural zeitgeist journalists that we can like uh We can fucking cite Like um, The um, I will say Like um, (coughs) Yeah yeah Terry's vocal styling in this Is like um, So he's just like He's singing about How much he loves rock and roll Which is fair enough I think that's something We can all all get behind But yeah it's just like He's uh, Rock and roll
2: daft Yes Right We all uh, love it Yeah
0: I love rock and roll He's going like uh, But like the, The way he says it Is like Rock and roll is like like no, Mum. I want to stay down and have another half hour of watching the Disney Channel. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's unsure about whether he's committed to rock and roll or not, and I think that's the problem. He just he sounds like, like he's
0: roll. whining more than uh, more than he anything.
2: Yes, yes, a rock and roll centrist. That's what he is. You know, he can't he can't choose tris- yeah, yeah.
0: The uh, the thing is about like. The other thing about the lyrics as well, like, um, I mean, Black Mark against them for. I think the lyrics are not up to the standard of the instrumentation, certainly. Uh, it rhymes go with rock and roll early on, so uh, uh, losing uh, marks for that. There's also. It's not quite a, the time
2: Pitbull rhymed Kodak of Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I can't, laughs> the Robbie Burns of I mean, our time.
1: I mean, the, the real question here, lads, is is this as good as Green Line?
0: Oh well, what is that? Well, what true. Is?
1: Sorry, just, just like, asking.
0: Just asking. There's there's also like a, a lyric which uh, doesn't read very well uh, in the the era of hashtag Me about. Too, which is uh, my old girlfriend's jumping on my back. Hey baby, won't you cut me some slack? I'd like to hit that old board in the nose.
1: Yikes. Oh boy!
0: Yeah, don't listen to the uh, lyrics. To um, the, also like the the other thing. Yeah, is let's not that, um, let's not do that no the the other thing is that um so he talks about like first verse he he talks about not um not liking school and then and then he um we've established that yeah and and then he and then we get the chorus we hate school we hate school and then it gets on to like his mum's trying to make him do his homework and then you get like we hate school it sounds like you hate homework which I guess is set by the school, but then he talks about lots of things that aren't school and like his girlfriend and then he's still he's still like he's still hating school. Well no, but funk funk's, funk's
1: seeking a, a kind of like a breakdown of the modern capitalist uh, variant of the family, isn't it, here? That's what that's what's happening. I mean Funk is very much here playing into the anarcho-communist drive towards self-determination, both personally <laughs> and as the body political. Um Obvious.
0: The he is a veritable body one. without organs. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You might,
0: e- you might even say, uh, "Funk is on a roll,"
1: um, and it can be bought for one pound fifty from Greg's. Um, uh, but
0: yeah. And it's vegan, and uh, Piers Morgan is absolutely furious about this. the The mere existence of a vegan sausage roll is anathema to him.
1: I saw a guy in a Greg's recently get offended because someone's because the woman said like, oh, "Do you want vegan or normal
0: sausage roll?" He was like, "Normal." <laughs> like, I'm not one of them fucking vegans, Lee. <laughs> very these, uh, these manly he men, very secure in their masculinity. Yeah, very afraid um, to be seen um, as, I, I as think
2: a as We a can vegan. all, all agree. I, I, I'll say, I think this is the fourth time I've shouted at my dad on this podcast, right? But uh, I will, I'll give him a modicum of credit. My dad is very much your sort of, you know, veg- vegetables are a sign of homosexuality, sort of meals, you know. <laughs> Um, he's influenced a lot of my eating habits. It's not a lie. Uh, obviously, uh, as I we were saying earlier, I we go I go to lots of different gigs and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm basically surrounded by like, left wing, you know, artsy-fartsy musicians. Uh, I think more of my friends are vegan than not vegan now. I think it's gotten yeah. to that point. So I was explaining to him uh, about this, and he was like, "I don't like." He doesn't know anything about it, and he did a Neville Southall. He's like. I don't. I don't understand why. Anyways, he, he asked me very, you know, reasonably and just asking for the information. next explained it to him. He's like, and he was asking. And we had we had a, a a sensible debate about why people are vegan. He's like, fair enough. I understand. I respect their views, and I think I think it's great that they do that. I'm, I'm not going to be vegan, but like, you know, like, but it was like, fair yeah, play. It's yeah. up um, the time of the time we bought free range eggs. I was, I was so proud of them. Like, baby oh, baby steps. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. 20p more for the free-range eggs. Now I help the chickens. I was like, that's that. That's it, Dad. You know, you know. solidarity.
0: I think we could all get get on board with that. Um, the other thing about the lyrics, actually, I kind of I kind of realised uh, just now. So basically, if there is a narrative, it is basically society is trying to get Terry Funk to do things like go to school do his homework hit his girlfriend in the face which is you know his inalienable right and uh, you know school and the man and society are just uh, trying to stop him to do it this is the exact uh, theme and structure of institutionalised by suicidal tendencies
2: <laughs> yes he just wanted a Pepsi that's all he wanted <laughs> he just wanted a
1: Pepsi and also much of Ice Cube's early career but still uh, that's a good yeah uh... but-
0: Speaking of uh, speaking of is actually, sorry. Um, uh, uh, you know body count, did a cover of uh, of uh, institutionalized. Yeah, I very much mentioned body like, count.
1: they they were like the first uh, like trolling band.
0: Instead of like doing stuff, instead they've changed the lyrics. So instead of being about like you know social alienation and that, it's just iced tea, like being on, on the phone with customer support because he's forgotten his password and
3: his <laughs> <mobile> <laughs> <account>.
0: <laughs> Which I which I think is good and like sort of shows Ice T is self-aware of that where his career's gone. He's sort of comfortable enough that he can like these are his problems.
1: OG, oh, original gangster.
0: Yes. Uh so He's be um... good
2: in his promise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so uh yes, d- d- uh have we, David? What would a, a <laughs> Finnish metal cover of uh, "We Hate School" sound like? It
2: sounds like a fucking disaster, but that's not the point. Uh, I give it a six in the Finnish metal
0: scale. Yeah, fair. Daniel, what what genre is, <laughs> can this possibly be?
1: I would I would class this as um, um left field, rugged, flannel wearing um,
0: hate rock. <laughs> Yeah. Daddy, I would listen to this. It, it's hate rock in the sense that it will make you hate rock. Um, yeah, yeah. And it'll, school. It'll make
1: you hate a lot of things about your shitty Rust Belt town.
0: Yeah. I actually think this song will make you think, actually, the sort of um, carceral education uh, system, the, the educational panopticon, actually probably does have a point. I
1: mean, my, 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 I mean... my other thing was it's just going to make everyone read Francisco Ferrer, um, like, um, which, if nothing else comes out of this show, everyone should read Francisco Ferrer for a free and true schooling system
2: (laughs) i mean i just had to put cards on the table here i love school i want to go back like it was great i seen my friends every day i didn't have to have a job i didn't have like a grand and a half a credit card debt and he had like an opportunity
1: to like speak to someone you fancy like every day it was so good yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I i mean she didn't like me <laughs> I, that, put out there. I don't like you, but
1: it was the thrill—the thrill of you know having something there that might have been possible in a conversation.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, no. uh, missed
0: those yeah. days. No, the, now the, I'm here doing this. Yeah, now now I'm here doing a wrestling podcast.
2: Yeah, really, <laughs> I haven't grown up in any way, shape, or form.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, it's it's good to know where you are. And so uh, coming in at number two, we have the uh, irrepressible Yuka Sakazaki with I Can Fly.
2: So basically,
0: I, I was common. so basically the reason uh, I wanted to do this um, Song is really just to show a sort of continuity Between the I guess the 80s idol culture of Jumping by Angels, Devil Masami Crush Girls, etc And just sort of bring it forward in time to um, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro which is a, a Promotion that's in the same way that Stardom does uh, Sort of leans very heavily On it's idol elements but with a sort of um, I guess Enough knowingness that you can take it as sort of playing with the tropes in the in the sense that uh, last year they had a match where uh, the heel was trying to make it so that the rules about, like, you know, the traditional Joshi rules of no booze, no cigarettes, no boyfriends were being uh, upheld and the face was trying to get them banned. But, like, the rules definitely weren't being enforced IRL because I've definitely seen, like, multiple pictures of the roster just out on the pitch. um So... Um, what are yeah, you and can... McKaysey. So uh, Yuka, Yuka Sakazaki is, uh, this is her entrance theme. She's uh, just been signed by um, uh, VL Promotion Extraordinaire AEW. Um, so, and I was like, God damn it, stop like tempting me to watch your shite. George, are you trying I think to you...
1: suggest that perhaps that this is a bullet babe that's been detected? <laughs> Quite possibly. Because if we don't okay. use the that that kind of like, you know, like um awesome... Um, like a, a way of talking about people, we'll definitely get loads of people to like our product. <laughs>
0: um, so I mean, also Yuka Sakazaki in the conversation for comfiest looking wrestling gear of all time. She's got the the genie trousers that uh, Emi Sakura and to a lesser extent Chris Wolf have uh, have worn. It's 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 a good look. It's anything that makes me think, oh, I could sleep in that. Like I think that's good wrestling gear for me. Uh. So, uh, the song, anyway. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, like, this...
2: This is not my cup of tea. Um, I'll be straight up. Yeah, like, it's... it's I, don't, I don't know. Like I like some absolute garbage. I'm not going to lie, right? But it's kind of... It's a culture that I, I just don't have a footing in, if you know what I mean. Like... I just don't get J-pop. I mean, I do. I understand why people like it. I just, I don't. And like, it's, it's so loud. It's like anybody when they're with me, you know that way where you get, it's just so loud and it's in your face and it's so annoying. It's like anytime I'm with people and like, I just, I have that effect on people. So basically it's me in music form, which is not a thing you want.
3: <laughs>
1: um, no, I, I see what you mean. I identify with no, that as
2: yeah it's, it's not for me but like I, I i will say if i was absolutely fleeing out my bin right in a <laughs> club and this came on mate
1: I'd be you'd, absolutely absolutely, I, you'd be absolutely gone you'd be absolutely I'd
2: lost in the moment i'd lose my shit to this um um yeah uh, it is what it is isn't it
0: I mean, as Leon White said, always let a more high-pitched singing voice prevail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true, he said that just before he, uh, he uh, didn't lose the last <laughs> yep.
0: sh- I going to say before he shuffled off his mortal coil. no.
1: Although this Mortal Coral are a good band, who I would implore everyone to get into. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I think the, the first time I heard this song, like the first 20 seconds, it's it's very full on, uh, to say the least. And it's basically just an last guy, ay, 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 and you think, what the fuck is this? Wait, I can't believe you're
2: adjacent. Reminds me, this, this is going to sound really weird, uh, but it reminds me of uh, my dogs. I don't know if I, if I told you best, George, when you stayed, because the dogs didn't stay. We we have a good night ritual with our dogs.
0: Oh no, I've got to hear this. This sounds good. Right.
2: Adorable. So we every night, because uh Linda, my wife, uh, her mum used to say to her every night, Night night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. If they do, bite them back. Ay 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 ay. So when I was listening to <laughs> this, I just thought of that and I just thought I I, can't, I and I, I love going aye ay 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 aye at the dogs so like, I was like I totally understand why why you know it's a, it's a good sound it's a, it's a good sound I to mean me.
0: p- play, play this song to your dogs before they go to sleep your living room will be destroyed yeah <laughs> no, well yeah uh, it's sh- gonna send them absolutely tonto <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> do either of you guys know uh, about the, the, the subgenre subgenres Nightcore or Machina
2: yeah I know Nightcore no. yeah so, so not, carried away by a moonlight shadow yeah well that's <laughs> one of the
1: absolute tunes of the back of, yeah but basically um, like um nightcore is like this like uh thing on youtube where people like speed up um kind of popular songs or any kind of song really there's like oh it's, it's so like, prol- like proliferating meme where hundreds of people do this where they just like create sped up versions like ecstatic versions of like pop songs or like, any other kind of song yeah um and it reminded me a lot of that and also machina which is um you can find a vaguely sympathetic vice article too um but it's still vice so good try well there's, oh, a there's, a lot, of,
0: there's a lot of a lot of, of things vice have been sympathetic towards that. in the past. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah for sure but you know vice are uh, really shit to their journalists and don't pay them properly but uh, anyway um they wrote a thing about machina which is basically this thing which comes from portugal which is this again like this notion of like sped up like 12 inches of certain kinds of like ecstatic like trancey dance records um but like that became supplanted somehow in uh, newcastle of all places and it's kind of like a local like um happy hardcore variant like in this region um and it reminded me a lot of that as well so i thought that was really cool um it's got this melody that's like uh got these like gorgeous yearning like unrequited like kind of like childlike uh quality to it but a lot of japanese pop kind of has that and can be renowned for it so it's this like i don't know it's like this it's like a maximalist, like overwhelming, um, with all this like syntheticness and it transcends into something that can feel like kind of almost sincere, which is really weird. That trick that it plays on you for um that sort of helps you ignore that bridge between the, the slippage and meaning is kind of why I really enjoy that stuff. So I, I really enjoyed it. Some
0: someone someone I remember on YouTube they did um it's the revivals theme, but it gets faster every time they say yeah.
1: That's a better way of it saying what I just did.
0: yeah there was also actually uh i I swear there was a smash mouth one did i tell you about the um the time i I was I we got standing behind uh, Bob Parks, the performance artist. Me and my mate. He, right? the, you, you messaged at, me. At I was the
1: like, "What? Z Bob Parks?" And you were like,
0: "Yeah." Yeah, we, I- we didn't know we didn't know who he was. And he like spun us this yarn and told us about all the stuff he did. And me and my mate were just sort of smiling and nodding and thinking, "Uh, it's probably a bit of a billy bullshitter." And then we like looked him up and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like he was telling the truth. And then I messaged Daniel he was like, "I got uh, standing behind Bob Parks at the problems and he was like, "Oh, the performance artist." <laughs> every cunt apart from me is of this, bloke. Yeah, he's but leg- like legit he. He got talking to us because he, he just turned around and was like, you sound like interesting chaps. I don't know why he thought that because we were talking about Smash Mouth memes. But like I think probably my my favourite two remixes um, of it were the one where they... Uh, there's one where it gets faster when he... I forget what word it is he says, but there's also one where uh, they rearrange the words in ascending order of Scrabble score. I quite enjoyed that. And um, there's also one where it replaces the time signatures with the one from uh, uh, The Dance of Eternity by Dream Theater. <laughs>
2: Well, it was like nineteen forty-two. Yeah. Time signature. It is, it is, <laughs> it's a, a, it it a lonely
1: place to be as the only like vaguely anti-prog person on this panel.
0: I <laughs> know.
2: Oh, um... I I I shamefully used to be quite a big Dream Theater fan. Thankfully, I, 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 I still am. Thankfully, <laughs> I kind of got weaned off of it. But I used to I used to play in a band with. Yeah, uh, I used to play in a band that were all guitar ritual shows that loved it, Dream Theater oh, and Steve right I and on. Joe Satriani. And I was the singer, so um, yeah, it doesn't work out well. I get sacked because uh, we're, we're going to go eighteen minutes long, and seventeen minutes of it is going to be instrumental. I'm like, All right, then that's
0: like, fine. Did you got wear
1: very tight leather pants like David Coverdale.
0: Sadly, not. No, uh, you, you could you could have been the jumping bomb angels, just like <laughs> shouting their own name occasionally wow. yeah. while Danger Burn does his thing in the background um i have to say that i like i love the production It's very much like how like hyper j-pop can be like even more so it's like you've dropped some acid just before listing it's, like, it's very it's up like up the up producer's up just up. gone 10 synths, 20 yeah, um, I, I really they, like, they like also,
1: that the, i got a lot of good flashbacks
0: the the synth tone could weirdly enough put me in mind of the music from a rooftop run from sonic generations which is like a uh very good tune. Like, uh, I think, however, however, shite some of the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog games have got, actually, Generations are very good, but uh, the music's always been killer. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think this uh, I, I this song sort of enters my head unbidden, alarmingly frequently. And I don't like what that much Taiko Joshi. I had
1: unbidden. You're such a writer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the Rikidozan novel currently stands at 265. I know, that's just a now, lovely
1: turn so. kind of phrase. I like that. I should pull you up on it. It's good.
0: Well, I mean, there will be at least two more turns of phrase as good as that in the finished <laughs> so, uh, uh... episode.
2: And when it comes out in the year 2032.
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to Brexit delay comes oh, along.
1: After, after I've declared
0: a fatwa. We'll have at, at least three it. episodes uh, out by then. <laughs> so, um, okay, uh, D- David, um, <laughs> what, what would a would metal you, version uh, of would this you like
1: fatwa,
0: like? <laughs> Would you like a fatwa, David? Would you care for a fatwa, sir?
2: This reminds me of covering enthusiasm in the last series. Fatwa, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great show. Um this got an a stone cold fucking zero on the finished metal scale. This would not work and like the thing is is that even if they did it, it would really annoy me. Like, it's, it's, it's just a metal band trying too hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's
0: like, you, you spent you spent so long thinking of if you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. Yes, like, that's, exactly. That's what I think would happen if there was a metal cover of this.
1: Yes. Um,
0: um, da- Daniel, what uh, what what genre is this? Uh, bad deci- besides uh, the obvious. Bad
1: decision, great experience. <laughs>
0: yes. That sounds like a fucking round on shooting stars or... <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were... They, they were... It, it was it was a kind of John Harris champion genre that came post Britpop, but people forget about it, you know?
2: It sounds like a PCW show. <laughs> well, <I laughs>
3: but literally, literally if,
1: if John Harris booked a wrestling show, it would be a PCW show. <laughs> it really would. It would be the most authentic, <laughs> fucking wrestling show ever. It'd have Big Daddy in the main event, uh, because that's what real fans want. I mean,
0: this... I mean, this is the this is the British indie that does tribute to the troop shows, you know. This
1: this place has got no industry left. All it's got now is wrestling. <laughs> I'm actually from Wilmslow, which is really rich, and I've got stupid hair. Oh, also, I thought menswear <laughs> were a good idea. <laughs> Fuck off, you fucking shrimp!
2: <laughs> our bra- how, how dare you say that about our brave boys, Daniel? Our brave boys <laughs> overseas <laughs> fighting for the likes of Alexis Petridis to voice his opinion on his shit, like, swadery <laughs> releases. I
1: don't care if you thought the first three Beth Orton albums were good. You're still wrong. I, I,
0: I thought you said, <laughs> when you said our oh, brave boys, I thought you meant Guardian columnists. <laughs> Behind and down, then... enemy lines <laughs> as far afield as Darlington. And John, Jonathan Friedland, out there in the book. Oh, God. He's, he's got all the um, independent group uh, policy documents, hasn't he? To be fair, so have we, because I haven't fucking been I've got you.
1: them on PDF. I've been researching through them rapidly for a policy. Can't find one. I've been using them my white
2: mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this show is going to be great if
1: you're one of the four
2: people I'm thinking of
1: right now. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm so drunk, I can barely open my eyes. Uh,
0: like... <laughs> Yeah, you've just been you've just been there for like... I mean, it's been I'm very... Honest, you're it's like it's fucking...
1: considering, though. I knew I should do wine instead of lager because I got less Larry on wine.
0: And this week's number one single for the 421st week in a row. Now, <laughs> Now you're turning
3: into the beast. That's right, Channel 81 on your FM dial. And I want you just to take your hand and turn the volume real, real. I want to have to beat you up. One, two, three. You the beginning.
1: I'm moving on. i Now that's
3: sad.
0: It is Bob Sap with Sap Time. Right, lads, the hour has arrived. Beast time is upon us.
1: <laughs> Are you ready? Are you this is our
0: final hour. Oh, fuck yeah. This is the reason we did this episode, basically. This is the reason just...
2: we started this
1: fucking podcast. I'm not gonna lie. There's a very good argument to say this is the reason I was born.
0: <laughs> this fucking uh this fucking song, I mean
1: you didn't think you could do it, did you?
0: No, like the <laughs> oh,
1: you the doubting Thomases, you Vince cables.
0: <sighs> the thing is, I'm I'm giddy. Like I've I, like, I've waited for this moment for so long. I don't know where to fucking start. Um, let's actually what I did want to do was uh, just as a sort of uh, just to wet your whistle, if you will. I wanted to because you know just how to these, wet the
2: whistle.
0: Yeah, you know how these uh, rappers they have now. Um, actually I was gonna say, is this a rap? Is this a rap song? He sure you sure isn't singing. Would you say no, I, I don't know if he's, say funk, no. well? Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's a rapper like fucking Martin Knobfler is a rapper. It's like, yeah, you're not singing, but you're not <laughs> spitting bars either. No, I, um, yeah. At, at the risk I, of I, I know he's. Yeah. I know he says later in the song, "Oh yeah, it's a rap, baby. but um, you know, I think that's a, a claim which needs to be um, taken with a pinch of salt. So, in that spirit, uh, you know, often we have these uh, these rappers that they have now doing these uh, songs that sort of. Big themselves up, a sort of antithesis to the diss tracks, if you will, um, and they make a lot of claims. So what I thought I would do, just for the first verse of this song, is to do a, a Robert Fisk style facts checking of the claims that Bob Sapp makes in the first verse. So uh, let's uh, start with the first line. So the first line of the song You're is... You're about
1: to get forensic I, I, and
0: philological. Oh, hells yeah. Oh, wow, the first line of the song is... I am Beast. Two hundred is how I stand. Um, so his nickname is the Beast. Uh, two hundred is how I stand. I take to mean that he's two meters tall. Um, Wikipedia lists Wikipedia lists his height as one point nine five meters. So we'll have to a good start. Disappointing. See, I
2: thought it was I thought it was two hundred pounds, and I was expecting to see him taking TJP's place on Two O Five Live next week. <laughs>
0: but I
1: may be wrong. Yeah, on that. I, I saw two hundred and thought, "Well, that's preposterously overenthusiastic." Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, two hundred kilograms is probably like closer to it, considering the size give, of the cunt.
2: Give the benefit of the doubt. Is there any reason why I cannot award a try? <laughs>
0: um. So, um, second line. Everybody knows that I'm a big man. Now, I'm guessing this isn't meant to be taken literally. No. As not. in, not literally. Everyone in the world knows that. Bob Sapp is a big band. Although it does kind of the image that popped into my head was, you know, that stupid evangelical Christian cunt who tried to uh, like uh, convert the Sentinelese, You know, the, uh, the people got, who live on shot. that. Yeah, the people who live on that island and have their society hasn't <laughs> changed in the last. It was funny. The society hasn't yes. changed in the last uh, sixty thousand years. Now, this society is famous, famous, mind you, for trying to off anyone who tries to come on the island. And in this case they're probably just oh, isn't it because, is it
1: because this, like everyone that's ever come onto the island has given them like a d-
0: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. like, he can, like, can wipe
1: them out with a cold. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah it's exactly it's because, the staff because staff
0: they've been like, isolated for literally tens of thousands of years. Their immune system can't cope with the diseases this guy was gonna bring a disease called uh, evangelical Christianity am I right?
3: There
0: we go. Um, Welcome and, to Mot the Week. So he, uh, so basically, he said that I was uh, sort of shouting verses from the Bible at them, and they were shouting things back to me before, like throwing weapons at him and making him beat a hasty exit. I would have loved if the things that they were shouting at him were that Bob Sap's a big bugger, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that he's a big man, ladies and gentlemen. He's a eunuch.
1: is Bob Sap, um, and I think he
0: uses himself. <laughs> sure well. He's a eunuch. <laughs> no, no, no! Come on, boys! Like, come on! That makes two of us. The <laughs> third line is... Um, I feel that mo- he,
2: may be, he may have a downfall on this one.
0: <laughs> I think we definitely have. I'm going um, to get
2: the Wikipedia up. the, <laughs> uh,
0: the records. So the, uh, the third line, is, this is probably my favourite line, actually, which is, uh, don't know defeat because I'm the best one yet. Uh, Bob Sapp's mixed martial arts record currently stands at 12 wins, 20 losses and one no contest. So, no, no. So,
1: it's
2: even so better than that. not quite the best. Not quite, well, no. he, he um, had, I believe... A 14-fight losing streak in MME. In MME mind. And yeah. he had a losing streak in kickboxing as well.
0: Oh, uh, shit, yeah, he's got a losing oh battle yeah, in... in, uh, in and very well. yeah, in K1. Yeah, um, he did beat Akabono, lest we forget, from our uh, <laughs> our uh, Pride episodes.
2: I, I just see the headline, Bob Sap took on a bear and was comprehensively beaten. <laughs>
1: That's probably true as well.
2: Yeah, um... But yeah, I think of all the people um, I mean, I speak as a Thistle fan, I know what defeat looks like, right? I, I, like, on a consistent basis, I know what it's like. Um, I don't know who's managing uh, Bob Sapp. It is Alan Archibald managing Bob Sapp because he had like a 14 fight losing streak. He knows defeat. Still the he best did. one yet, but you know it's not all about wins and losses. Shades oh. of Grey 50-50, oh, Barry Booth
0: and all that. The um. Jumper's a goalpost. Uh, oh, Isn't hilarious. it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it marvellous? That, that's women's pro wrestling. <laughs> um, the uh, fourth line, uh, no opponents to fight is my only threat. This actually seems to be true. Um, his engagements over the last few years have included such combat sports hotbent as Astana in Kazakhstan and Piatra Neamț in uh, Romania, uh, suggesting a... Uh, Did you not
2: wrestle in Izmir as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Suggesting that he had, does have a threat apart from no opponents to fight, and it is bankruptcy court.
1: That's the opponent that comes I mean, to get us all eventually.
0: I mean, he's he is a name, and he's he's traded on that, uh, probably to his detriment. Uh, uh, can, I, can I? can't I, imagine some of these gigs pay that well. Can I just
1: point out that as well as a name, he also has a voice, and let's not uh, like a smear Bob Snaps' voice out of this. Bob Snaps' voice is oh no, is so naturally low and gravelly. That it basically sounds like he's already been chopped and screwed. Are you guys aware of what chopped being chopped it and screwed? Is. Is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The 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 subgenre of hip hop where you slow uh, tracks down to a kind of like uh, where yeah, you're yeah, drugged yeah. Up yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like it, is, it is very banny white.
0: Yeah, it's very yeah. very white. I I was thinking low key.
1: Um. <laughs> you know, again, I describe this time. I would describe the music as a bit of, a, sort of um. Uh, jumping on from, um, uh, um, you know, where I was going to go. But just to get to the, 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 the crux of how I define to find this music in my style, I describe this music as kind of sub-Morris Day in the Dream elevator funk meets the thinnest, uh, again, the thinnest blue-eyed soul you've ever heard imaginable. So it's kind of like maybe like a much less anemic, like uh, Paul Young, and it's dangerously close to kind of minstrel sea at points.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I, do know what you mean, because, like... I guess, you, can you can imagine an
1: Angela smith pen version of Zippity-Doo,
0: <laughs> I mean, we have talked about this in the past, that Bob Sapp did sort of quite cannily play upon certain stereotypes about African-American men in uh, Japanese pop culture like you know in the in the same way that yeah you know, his nickname was the beast and sort of any black footballer in this country of a certain size is referred to as a beast and the you know, there's something a little bit off about that uh really but um the, you've also so uh just finishing up with the verse you've got seattle is my hometown he fought out of seattle so this checks out um put, put another truth for bob sap and then the end of the verse i hope you guys will help me to uh past this um so but japan superstar is also found don't worry because you will see i traded places with him now japan has me so i i think i get what this means so he is so japan superstar is also found in seattle presumably um so um like, he has traded places with someone it just sound awkwardly like he has just kidnapped a man and like forced him to live his uh normal life in his place in seattle but actually, I've got a name for you uh, in, like, who the identity of this superstar uh, may be, because... Uh... Brian Eno. You know. <laughs> no, um, uh, not, <laughs> not quite. It does end with no, actually. Um, so it's a um, uh, Japanese wrestler famously born in uh, Seattle, Masahiro Chono. Ah, the other one ends in no. So, so, yes, exactly. There are no others. Um, uh, don't look into it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I so also... on
1: Twitter. Don't bother.
0: <laughs> There's also a lyric in the uh, later in the song Which is uh, uh, just mentions a uh, dropkick coming off the top rope Leading me to believe that the songwriter is familiar with the sport of professional wrestling But has never seen Bob Sapp wrestle I
2: was going to say, and, uh, it's a highly tenuous so lyric like, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I would love if, if there is anyone out there who has um, you know A fan cam of Bob Sapp doing <laughs> um, A dropkick off the top rope in Astana, Kazakhstan
0: <laughs> uh, I will absolutely watch sh- shit out it. that. This, 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 it's going to be up there with, like, that sort of 144p footage of Brock Lesnar nailing the Shooting Star Press in OVW. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I, I have to say to you guys, actually, what's your favourite? Because, like, the songwriter has clearly been given the brief of make sure Bob has to sing as little as possible. Um. So you've got, like, these Japanese singers doing most of the... Of the of the legwork, and then he sort of uh, interject interjects with a little face. So I have to ask you, what is your favourite Bob Sap interjection?
1: Um, well, there was a, it's not so much an interjection, but I do have a comment to make about what he's wearing. Is that okay? Oh yes, yes, please. I mean,
2: I mean it's an interjection in a way, like.
1: <laughs> it, I mean, he is dressed here in a fabulous uh, kind of like um, exquisite. It's um, it, well, he's clearly standing for the Bloods here in the West Coast uh, hip hop rivalry of the nineties. Uh, so, uh, if, you know, he, he's clearly on the side of the West Coast, so, you know, don't blame him. Um, if he thinks Tupac was better than Mob Deep, that's just his fucking problem, though, to be honest. So, he's gonna have to sort that out. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I thought it was very Sooj Night, very, uh, Death Row Records, very blood. Uh, which was funny because the music was, like, the least, like, like, cool kind of on the West Coast. <laughs> it really colors, is like, gangster yeah. shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: You ever seen the CD cover of this? Yes. Because it's literally just bad by Michael Jackson, but with Bob Sapp. (laughs) Pretty most dressed the same as well. Um, David, what's your favourite interjection?
2: I mean, it's it's down to two... Um, because well, I should know. I see, as I see this, I keep thinking of more interjections. I am a big fan of bling bling halfway
0: yeah, through. Yeah, that, that was like, mine just because of the voice he does it in. Oh, it's amazing.
2: Quite like um, when they go fantasy and then he just goes, It's not a dream.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good one. I also like the way he just goes, The beginning. Yeah, so I, it's it's nice. It's nice when they uh, sort of signpost the uh, the structure of the song middle eight. You know,
2: <laughs> it is also my favorite tweet that you've ever made. Uh, that day when when were one game away from Hamden, and it was just a style of Bob Sap with the beginning as a subtitle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that um, Speaking of like this, Moving away from the vocals Please God Let's move away from the vocals And um, I actually genuinely Really love the production On this uh, oh, On this song so Especially nice. like The jazz organ motif Sort of underlying it Like uh, I, I It's really catchy actually Like the sort of The little brass lines And stuff like that like, I think it's really good
2: It is It is Literally just wrecked From International Superstar Soccer 64 uh, the, <laughs> I was getting somebody at the end just to go, International Superstar Soccer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then and you, know you make a really head loud kit.
0: Yeah, do you
2: know do you know this song was a big hit in
0: Northern Ireland? <laughs> Bob Sapp is currently the champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> you a as well, you have a Political Party. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, um. Yeah, I always
2: say about the singing is, a valiant attempt, but thwarted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A five, Harry. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, uh, that that was that time by Bob Sap <laughs> David. Like, if I if I dare conjure the spectre of rap metal.
2: Oh, man. Uh, well, see, over the years, right, I've kind of taken a one 8 in rap metal, right, because it was a big thing when I was growing up. As I said, I love school. That was the stuff I listened to when I was at school. I used to go to Cat House every week. I listened to Cold Chamber and Mud Vein and, oh, and all that. God. And then I <laughs> came back... Uh, Soil, Uh, yeah, all those those bands, and uh, for a while I was hyper elitist, I'm like, this is all bullshit, I hate all this, and now it just reminds me of a better time, so I'm quite lenient towards rap metal. Um, I think uh, Daniel's a couple of years older than me, so I think it kind of it's not going to fall in his good races as much. I but I, I,
1: at the time, I still did like some like uh some some of that stuff. But like the older I've got, um, but my my um weakness is more for the kind of like uh post emo indie stuff during that time, like uh, Get Up Kids and J- Jimmy World maybe. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. The, the, um. Uh, uh, David, what's uh, what's uh, Soil's favorite Xbox game? My little halo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Right, end the podcast,
0: end the podcast. <laughs> end the podcast, like, no more episodes.
2: The adult maybe take the over, it's over, goodnight. <laughs> oh, no, oh, um, no, I'm done. Oh. I'm done, I'm done. I oh. mean, all I'll say about this, the OED, Oxford English Dictionary, defines greatness as the quality <laughs> of being great, eminence, or distinction, i.e. Elgar's L- greatness as a composer, or... Bob Sapp's right. greatness at putting out novelty pop singles.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
2: I, I mean, like, it should be painfully obvious to anyone who's ever looked at our Twitter on New Year's Eve or when the clocks go back that we absolutely adore this song. Um, I absolutely adore this. Sonata Asuka can cover this all they fucking like, and I will pay them good money, even if it's terrible, uh, because I adore this. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I mean... You know how like algebra, they would do like, x is a number, or like you know, h is now a number, and you're like what, like I don't understand, and they'd give you this mad, I did advanced higher maths, granted not very well, but I, I did algebra, so we did all these weird, you no know, numbers, or not numbers and all that, I would give this the number h. Um, <laughs> just breaking the scale, six and a half stars out the wazoo. Here we go. It's,
0: it's an unknown number. It Could be anything. It could be genius. Could be uh, could be terrible. That
2: is yes. That 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 is that is absolutely it. It could be anything. It could be genius. It could be terrible. If you think it's terrible, then why on earth are you listening to this podcast? Because <laughs> you knew what we were gonna fucking
0: end I with. Think like, you know? Come on, play the game. Um, so, yeah, I um, love this. So uh, yeah, without uh, without uh, further ado, that is it for our po podcast, Pick of the po Pops. Well done um, for this year, and indeed for every year. Um, uh, I think we haven't quite decided what we we're going to do for the next episode, but I was kind of thinking we might go back to the old match microscope. That's, that's probably upsetting
1: enough people now. I, yeah, I, I, I would literally. I was going to suggest
0: a match microscope as well. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's because I've I've kind of already thought of my match. Like, uh, like, what the, the what I want to do is Usagi uh, Nagata versus Akira tai from uh, Noah in two thousand three. Uh, that's a great match. Because this was the the reason is because uh, this was the match that me and Daniel bonded over when we first met, and so without that match, there might very well not be a podcast uh, at all. So I think that's Fair what we're we doing then. If you haven't listened to one before, how this usually works? They're kind of like shorter episodes than our usual ones, and we each pick a match. Could be from any promotion, any time, and just have a lovely old chat about them all. So uh, yeah, I think we'll do that for the next one. Um, right, uh, plugs, guys. We've talked about a lot of music. How about pimping your own?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, can I? will go first. I have other things to plug as well. Oh so, shit! May go for yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I I currently uh, I make. Bad noise music. Um, at uh, fastback.bandcamp.com. Uh, we. I. What if, if you are in, in Glasgow? I was. Um, this is going to going to sound amazing uh, for yourself, But uh, We were. My friend is putting on a a, a Brexit day gig, and, this places, <laughs> and I was going to do um a Eurodance nineties karaoke. Um, session of myself just singing like Wigfield Saturday Night just to send off the EU <laughs> in, in wonderful terms, uh, but um, I have to sing, which is always a dangerous concept. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm doing I'm doing that. Um, I'm also in the process of doing two other podcasts. This is an open relationship, guys. You knew it from the start. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm planning do- Polly podcast. Yeah. The- <laughs> Um, I am um, I'm fucking let behind your back I'm dead podcasting um, <laughs> I'm meant to be doing A, a, a podcast with uh, Pat Reed Of uh, uh, Channel Islands Never
1: heard of him Doesn't
2: sound like I can't I, uh, I still think he is Concord Adams uh, <laughs> he is not. He's not He's not I want him to be I want to do a podcast Of Concord Adams How amazing would that be the, But uh, you yeah, I mean, uh, we're reviewing the, uh, you, you know, the Eurosport uh, wrestling. Uh, was it EWF? It was.
0: Oh, lovely! It's
2: like Rambo and Flesh Gordon and stuff like that. There's oh a giant, yes, please. There's a giant playlist of it um, on uh, YouTube,
0: so we're just gonna go. Did, you, did you say moment. Flash Gordon? No, Flesh Gordon? Oh, Flesh Gordon. Oh, Gordon. Oh, that guy. Because yes. I was going to say, you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, wrestling move Rip Rogers hates most of all. Die! <laughs>
2: Fuck me. Um, I'm also doing another uh, podcast um, about the, the past, present and future of football in Glasgow outside of the old firm. Uh, it's, it's, it's tentatively called One Team in Glasgow. Quite a good joke I, if I do say so myself because there's thousands <laughs> of teams in Glasgow um I'm doing that I, I I'm sure it'll
0: take so summer. you really have to explain the joke as well like that yeah <laughs> that's what yeah. really
2: makes for me um I once had an album called 13 Japanese birds and it was uh, it was a take on that Merzbo album 13 Japanese birds but it was also about Joshi wrestlers so there was 13 songs named after Joshi wrestlers so it was 13 Japanese birds um uh, it was. It's a great joke. It, 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 your Philistines, um, but yeah. So I'm doing <laughs> that. I've got like free podcasts. Uh, Fastback dot dot com. Yeah, um,
1: I'd like to say sorry to everyone tonight. Um, I've let everyone down. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very <laughs> drunk, uh, but no. Uh, I'd mainly like to say um, you can get me um, on uh, Twitter at the ultimate poo. I don't really post that much, but I do DM people. That sounds really sinister. Um no no uh, Yep, yeah, no nudes or cockpits, please. I mean that. Stop it. Uh
2: his memory is is at his brink. You can't put any more for images.
1: So enough of that. Uh, if you want to get my music, uh, you can go to um Phew! That was a, that was close. Um, and you can buy my stuff there. Other than that I'm gonna say goodbye because I'm I'm not much used to anyone. <laughs>
0: and if you would like to keep up with more of the amazing content that you have just uh, you've just heard you can follow us on twitter at Pro Podcast and go onto imaintainedthedoublefootstombscity.com that's imaintainedthedoublefootstombscity.com for all of your uh, sort of resting content needs there's uh, reviews of uh, shows up there little awards that we do at the end of each year a uh, lot of weirdly high amount of uh, robot wars related content so uh, yeah please do check that out And also, as well as all that, check out ProWrestlingOnly.com to explore other podcasts, along with match reviews, features and retrospectives, reviews of wrestling books, video games and matches, playlists, wrestler appearances in non-wrestling TV shows and movies, and more. You can also join the conversation by signing up at the PwO forums. We've been online for over a decade, and with over 2,000 registered members and an archive of over 4 million threads, our message board is a vibrant community all its own. Whether you want to talk about a specific match in our match discussion archive, take a deep dive in the Microscope Forum, or discuss more general topics from wrestling's past and present. Check out all of this and more at www.prowrestlingonly.com. Right, there we go and I've only slightly fucked up saying the word discussion it's been a long it's been a long day um so um thank you very much for listening to the poor Pura, Pura podcast as ever thank you very much to all our lovely fans for uh, like again I don't know how you, you people exist, but um, thank you very much anyway and uh, we will bid you adieu okay fuck off. So, dropping out of the top 10 this week, we have the sensational intelligent destroyer with his cover of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Sadly, the festive sales slump beginning to bite. I'll, I'll do that again because I definitely said festive sales. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> with that... Why are we
1: doing this?
2: <laughs> with their little little red <laughs> over
3: their this, this was probably a bad time to do it wasn't it so. <laughs> 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 that's a great right, um, well, I'll, I'll try I'll, I'll try again can't hear me nope Mr Pop The shipping forecast, issued by the Met Office at 2343 on Saturday the 18th. There are warnings of gales in all areas except Trafalgar. The general synopsis at 1800. Low, 200 miles south of Iceland, 960, drifting slowly east and filling. Low, 250 miles northeast of the Faroes, 956, moving steadily north and deepening 940 by 1800 Sunday. High, Trafalgar, 1,033, slow moving with little change.